Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. So Glenn Beck tweeted out earlier that Apple had removed all of his shows. Don't worry. Briefly, they were down, but now they're back. And Apple says it was one big mistake, but I really doubt it. I'm willing to bet it was a rogue employee who is fervent and anti-Trump and far left who probably took down his podcast or it was a top down effort to put a little fear into those who would speak out against the machine. As we enter 2024, you know, things are going to get very spicy when it comes to censorship. And already we have a ton of super chats before the show even started of people saying they're struggling to find this show. Well, yeah, election season is upon us. And so it's going to become increasingly difficult to find our clips, our show, etc. So if you like the show and you want to push back, take the URL right now, post it wherever you can. Don't let them try to throttle and suppress us or anyone else. But we'll talk about that as we start entering this election season. We got a lot, of, a lot of news pertaining to what's going on. There's uh, uh, more talk about what's going to happen with Donald Trump, his personnel and his lawyers as they're ordered to surrender. They're going to be placed in county jail, which will be a site. And it's going to be very interesting as to how the Secret Service actually negotiates this. And there's a lot of questions about whether Trump actually can be charged for things he did as president under the Constitution. And then we've got more polls Vivek Ramaswamy is uh, in second place in many of these polls. In an interview, he actually mentioned that if Trump were to be removed, he could be the front runner. He didn't say that as something good. He said it was a bad thing that he needs to actually earn the trust of people and win honorably. But they could, you know, it would serve him to have Trump removed because he, in some in some instances, he'd be in first place. But uh, I like Vivek, so we'll talk about that. Plus, ladies and gentlemen, Target has lost money in its sales for the first time in six years. Bud Light is struggling. They lost hundreds of millions of dollars. The Bush family wants to buy back the brand and Sound of Freedom has surpassed Indiana Jones. The reason why they're going after Trump with pure force is because they're panicked that they're losing. And the only thing they have left is raw power, which can be terrifying. But I think we're winning and we'll talk a lot more about that. Before we get started, head over to castbrew.com. Hey, buy our coffee in honor of Roberto Jr., He's no longer with us. He died suddenly. It's unfortunate. It's some kind of heart defect. And um, we still do have his signature Rise with Roberto breakfast blend. So definitely pick that up. We have ground. We have whole bean. You can join the Cast Brew Coffee Club. It really is some of the best coffee I've ever had. I particularly like Appalachian Nights and Rise with Roberto Jr. We have a few thousand bags of Rise with Roberto Jr. left. The coffee is always made fresh to order, but the bags are pre-printed. Once we finish this run of bags, the new bags will have in memory of Roberto Jr. So if you want an original first edition bag, pick those up while you still can. Also, head over to TimCast.com. Click join us. Become a member because we're going to have a members only uncensored show coming up for you at 10 p.m. tonight on TimCast.com. And if you're a member for at least six months or you sign up at the $25 per month level, you can actually call into the show and ask us and our guests questions. So smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends. Joining us tonight to talk about this and a whole lot more is Kingsley Cortez. 
Hey guys, great to be with you. Like Tim said, my name is Kingsley Cortez. I am a Trump campaign alum and I currently do digital media at the Center for Renewing America. I'm also national committee woman for the DC Young Republicans. Great to be with you all tonight. Right on. Thanks for hanging out. We got Phil Labonte. Hello, everybody. I'm Phil Labonte, lead singer of the heavy metal band All That Remains, anti-communist and counter-revolutionary. What's going on, Ian? Uh, not too much, man. Just lifting weights, loving life. You know how it is, Phil. I know how it is. Hi, everybody. Ian Crossland, happy to be here. Let's rock and roll. He actually was lifting weights earlier. I He's was, chasing yeah. the macros every day. I went day. from 15-pound <laughs> dumbbells to 25-pound dumbbells today. They, so the, they, they came in, in uh, via UPS, and the UPS guy is going, and he puts them down, and he's like, I don't know what that is. It's really heavy. And then Sarah's trying to bring it in. She's like, what is it? I think it was 50 pound yeah, weights. I was surprised how easy it was. You know, you train, you get ready for it. And then when you go there, it's not as hard as you think it's going to be. That's right. Yeah. Get it. Right wing, right wing. <laughs> Dupreya. Hello, I am Surge.com. I'm excited for the episode. Good to see you, Kingsley. Let's uh, just jump right into it. Here's the story, my friends, and let the censorship begin. In, I think it was 2018, they went after Alex Jones. They went after, who, who else did they ban? Laura Loomer, Miley Yiannopoulos. Uh, who, who else got caught up in that? It was a big wave of people that got- uh, Sargon, he got it early, I think. But that I don't, wasn't, I, that he was, really I don't think he was part of that wave. Paul Joseph Watson, I think they went after him. They got rid of his Instagram. And it was a bunch of just pictures of him like smoking a cigarette with the sun, sun, a sunset behind him. And it's like, that was, just gotta go. He got rid of him. Well, here's a story Glenn Beck's show removed from Apple Podcasts. The tech giant gave the podcaster no warning prior to his show's removal. Scary stuff. He put out this uh, video saying, what's the issue? In a video shared to X, the podcaster said the email from Apple's podcast team contained a link, though the link brought him to another page informing him his podcast has been removed from the platform. We found an issue with your show, the Glenn Beck program, which must be resolved before it's available on Apple Podcasts. He said, I cannot imagine what they're basing this on. The podcaster said Apple's removal of the Glenn Black program was crazy and encouraged people to share his post and demand Apple podcasts to reinstate the show. If this was not Glenn Beck, if it, if it was any other podcast, they would not be restored. It's only because it's a high profile personality in political commentary. I bet Apple nukes tons of shows all the time and they're smaller shows that maybe will get only a few thousand downloads per episode. No one knows it's happening. Glenn Beck said, looks like Apple restored my 3,000 plus episodes to their platform, but still don't have clear answers as to why this happened. Hope to have an update for you tomorrow on radio. I want to thank everyone on the left, right, and everyone in between who spoke up today. I wish I had better answers from Apple on what happened, but you gave me hope that the issue of censorship is still bigger than politics. There were a lot of people uh, on the left who were saying, okay, look, man, like, you know, you might not like Glenn Beck, but that's kind of crazy. They nuked his show. It's weird that it seems like they've got like a kill switch for essentially entire channels. I mean, well, I mean, maybe it makes sense there. Rogue employee, like with uh, when Donald Trump got banned from Twitter. Remember that? Yeah, but there's even even still, it's like if there if there is a rogue employee that's actually doing the you know shut it off or whatever, it, it seems like it's something that's fairly simple for someone to do. As in, it doesn't take. There's not a lot of backups. There's no. Doesn't seem like there's checks and any kind of checks or anything, whatever, you know? I would think that it would be like a, the, either one of the lead developers or like some one of the one of the owners of the of Spotify. Was it Spotify? Apple Music? Apple. Is that music? Apple so it's podcasts. like usually most employees don't have access to shutting off channels completely unless you're like a really well-trusted, respected administrator. But even then, that would be a big risk for the company to give an administrator that kind of a, ability. So I'm thinking like someone up in the in the development chain must have, which means that it went through a series of calls. Like it wasn't just someone just decided to do it, that someone would have told someone to do it. And then they went ahead and pushed it and then they temporarily made it invisible 
the Glenn, he thought it was deleted, but they just had it like in Viz mode until they could resolve something. I don't know. This happens a lot. And um, I wonder if this is a shot across the bow for conservative commentary and, and Glenn Beck being a conservative commentator, but also obviously anybody who is supporting Trump in any way, pushing back on the narrative machine. I saw this clip. Vivek Ramaswamy was talking to Neil Cavuto. And Cavuto was like, Donald Trump's now been indicted, you know, 90 some odd counts. And Vivek was like, clearly it's political. And Cavuto goes, you don't think even one of them? I mean, certainly. And, and Vivek is like, no. Cavuto argues why Trump actually is guilty because there's so many charges. Vivek makes an excellent point saying, we cannot become a country that simply says because there are so many charges, one yeah. of them must be true. No, you're innocent until proven guilty. But that shows you where Fox News is at. Obviously, Fox News is anti-Trump pro-establishment. They get rid of Tucker Carlson. We know what's going on. Now they're arguing that Trump must be guilty in some way. Then they go after people like Glenn Beck. They're going to try and take down independent media. We've already got people in the super chat before the show started saying they can't find this show. Well, yeah, this happens all the time. It should appear on the front page of YouTube, of YouTube when you go there, if you're subscribed. A lot of people are like, I can't find it. We've actually had people say, they go to the YouTube channel for Timcast IRL and there's no live stream. It's just not there, not visible for them, even though we're live with, you know, 30 plus thousand people watching. If you go to YouTube.com slash live, typically every night we are the number one live show, but people still have a hard time to find. That's one way you can find it. We're going to get in 2024 and you better believe it. They're going to get rid of anybody. Here's what I think. If you're pro DeSantis, you'll probably be okay. If you are pro Trump, you will probably be hidden. I think people, if they want to watch the show, can go to TimCast.com every night yeah. at 8 p.m. And then yep. you can you can link to it from the from the website's front page. So start going. To, if you're having trouble, if you ever think you have trouble or you don't want to ever have trouble, go to TimCast.com at 8 o'clock Eastern. It's right there mm -hmm. in the, on the homepage. You can link it through to the YouTube if you want to watch it from YouTube or you can just watch it on the website. I think, though, to the Apple point specifically, conservatives have this kind of consensus of thinking that, you know, corporations are untouchable because we all worship at the altar of the free market, right? But what we're seeing is that these corporations are taking our freedoms. They're acting as tyrants. So I think we we need to get a lot more comfortable on the right with, you know, trust busting certain corporations or really enforcing certain laws and just ensuring that they are protecting the liberties that the Constitution entrusts to every single American. It's a bigger issue of the Republicans. They don't do anything. Yeah. No, they write strongly worded letters. That's, that's right. That's what our party does. I mean, just They're really like, good at it. Yeah, no, we are. I mean, in the wake of the Fulton County indictment, all we're doing is tweeting. We see, you know, Kevin McCarthy and various GOP leaders just putting out statements and fiery tweets. There's zero action. And I think the base wants action. The American people see this stuff. They're enraged. They're infuriated. They want retribution. That's why they love Donald Trump. But I think they're frustrated with the kind of establishment, Washington, D.C. cartel that's just doing nothing. What kind of action could people take? like legal, you know, righteous action, because I, I, I'm, I'm racking my brain. What, what could people do? In terms of corporations? I mean, there's a lot that you can do. Like these corporations are too massive, number one. Um, they collude with the government. There needs to be a lot more barriers there that kind of, we, we saw with the Twitter files, right, that the government was actually asking Twitter to do things and then they were, you know, complying in a sense. So we need to be sure that, that there are protections in place so that that kind of collusion can't happen. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. 
So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Like, so like, make them, that's, yeah. What, what, what would that look like, though? Like, uh, like putting it, making them do it in public? I mean, there's always can't force people to talk in public yeah i mean i think there needs to be a period of a lot of transparency and we're seeing a little bit of that with the weaponization committee that's happening in congress right now we're seeing some of these files start to come out and we're getting evidence um so i think we need more of that i think we need to kind of uncover what's been done and then we can kind of go after these corporations and make sure you know that they are serving the interests of the american people when our founders conceptualized what a corporation would be it was kind of akin to a british charter it had to serve the common good it had to be publicly beneficial to the people that lived in that country and i think now if you look at most modern corporations i mean they act as tyrants they don't serve the american people at all when did that happen it was like 1850s or so. when did the modern corporation take over it was uh let's see the first American corporation was organized in 1894 as Orange County Title Company, succeeding the two businesses, uh, the, the the business of two title abstract companies founded in 1889 and operating in Orange County, California. Is that, that That's like right before Rockefeller like got a stranglehold on Standard Oil on the country with through Standard Oil. And then they eventually broke up Standard Oil, turned it into like six six other oil companies that Rockefeller still had a piece of. So it didn't really And now you have down. multinational corporations too. Like you have corporations that are working at the behest of the global elite, not even just, you know, American centric or focused. They're caring about, you know, what Klaus Schwab wants. And you can't so for the American government to go to like BlackRock and tell it to do something, BlackRock's like, well, where is their headquarters? Is it even in the U.S. right now? I'm not sure. Is it in Switzerland or whatever? But they don't have to because they're not American. But then so we could be like, you can't operate here unless you play by our rules, which as long as we're a, a strong, robust economy and a force that's that's has bargaining power. But if if people don't take the U.S. seriously and we tell Google like, hey, unless you free your software code, you can't function in the United States they might just shut down the United States. So it's like... And we could do shows of force like that. Like we could tell Apple, hey, like, no, or Amazon, you know, no more manufacturing in China. And if they do, we seize their boat when it arrives at a port in California. Ooh. I'd love I to mean, see if at any point it was possible Republicans actually exert some kind of power. They just don't. Well, yeah, so. that, that, that that's... I've, I honestly, I think that that's asking more than than is reasonable to but, expect. But, and what would you get from libertarians? They would be even worse with exerting power. They'd be like, no, it's against our ethos. Yeah. You'd get a Dave Smith X space at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern right while we're doing our show. Is Dave, doing? yeah, they're doing a live space, well, you libertarians. No, I'm just kidding. But like if, if libertarians That's got true. elected, they'd be like, oh, oh, drat, they're, they're doing awful things again. Well, what, what, like, okay. what could they do exactly? Like, uh, well, firstly, why do you think that there's such inactivity on the side of both political parties? And secondly, what? Both? Yeah. No. <laughs> they yeah. just indicted Trump's lawyers. Oh, I mean, yeah. righteous the Dems activities. are playing hardball. Like, right, they okay, get it. Well, the reason why there's demonic activities on the side of Democrats is because they're evil, power-hungry psychopaths. And the reason why there's inaction on the part of the Republicans is because they're actually Democrats who are power-hungry psychopaths, but they're only wearing Republican masks. So the Uniparty bought out by the corporations, and they're just floating you know, while we're all down on under the deck trying to put the fire out. There's a handful of Republicans who are legitimate. Some of them are more libertarian leaning. Some of them are MAGA or anti-establishment. But what? There's like 20 of them. Yeah. The other option is boycott. You know, but that's only can boycott what? Boycott Apple. Boycott. No, but, but the boycotts are working. Yeah, Disney exactly. Disney's shares are are, are 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 at risk because of news reporting about th there's another boycott happening and they're, they're starting to freak out. Tar Target lost for the first time in six years. 
uh, massive amounts of money and their stock dropped by like 27%. Bud well, Light is on the verge, is uh, collapsing. That's, There's, that's fair enough. But Apple, there was one point in the, in the, uh, in the past couple of years where Apple had more actual cash than the federal government. That's wild. Like that's, that was a real thing. So, whereas yes, I, I get like boycotts can, can move the needle and stuff. Uh, I'm not sure Apple is who yeah i don't want to be able to boy because I, I apple's looked at is more of a global company too they're they're selling iphones all over the you know the whole world so i mean I, and hey i'm 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 only telling you my impression it, it's i was wrong about the bud light uh boycott in the first place i didn't think it was a good idea and apparently i was wrong about that so fair enough but i think apple's a bit a bit of a different company company so yeah i'm not it's not i'm not too concerned with apple and we only because glenn beck they shut they got rid of his podcast did that is the one that came out of my mouth, but any kind of multinational company or American company that's actually de facto multinational that's betraying our interests, we could boycott or at least attempt to, um, you know, but then like, you know, if these companies get too integrated in our society and you try and boycott them, like I want to boycott Microsoft. Are you kidding me? Like all my computers are running Windows right now. I don't know. You can get Ubuntu and use wine. I've tried that, but I can't <laughs> it's game. Not, it's, it's not good. Yeah. <laughs> For those not familiar, Wine is a, is a way to run Windows programs on Linux. It's just not good. Yeah. But I love Ubuntu, and it is really is awesome that that people have built this like open source and a lot of free software on the platform. It's cool. It's cool yeah. that it exists. Only thing I know about Ubuntu is that's what I used when I was mining Ethereum. Well, I'll tell you about it. Is it makes tons of money for massive multinational corporations oh, that's because good. when they need to operate like point of sale terminals or self checkouts. Why pay pay for a license for Windows on your as your operating system when Linux is free? Uh, yeah. So a bunch of them they use Linux. A bunch of servers use Linux because they're like free software. There you go. Saves I shouldn't say makes the money, but saves, saves the money. money. So we got we got this uh, other news update. I want to pull up this story. We got this tweet from Mike Benz. I hope you all are ready for next year. He says this is how self sabotaging Linda's new crop of censorship shills are of their own company. Let me slow down there a minute. This guy's pointing out that Twitter has begun the process, I'm sorry, X, has begun the process of hiring election integrity team members for 2024, which means censorship. They're hiring censors. He wasn't to mention several of these individuals have previously expressed interest for the Twitter killer, not wanting to work for uh, here. He says, this guy who's, who seems to dream of his own company being killed or reverted to Twitter 1.0 censorship, even positively promotes that under Linda, they're getting the band back together. The band of policy team means misinfo policies. He's bragging the old censors are back. Okay. Do we trust this Linda? What is her name? Yakarino? Yeah. Is no. that? No. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, that's her yeah. name. Trust her. I don't know. No. I, don't know. I mean, it should be assumed that you, just right off the bat, like you assume you don't trust her. Now, I'm not saying that that it's not possible that she could earn trust or that it's po it's not possible that that, you know, this could be much ado about nothing, but you don't trust yeah. off the bat. The truth anymore. is you should never have to trust your social media. You should be able to verify the code and know exactly what the media is I, doing. Secondly, they can ban you at any time for any reason I, everywhere you go. So there's no reason in, in wondering or be getting angry about it if and when it happens. Linda Yaccarino and Elon Musk can ban you off X right now. I'm, I don't, you, you bring up like verifying the code a lot how many i wonder how many people actually could verify the like i wouldn't be able to verify any code like even if they made the code open source i can't like i don't know right what you might like, be able to run so it just chat gpt like an ai program to, to like translate the code for you and let you know what it's saying 
Uh, well, okay, but maybe, even maybe that would but be your average person isn't going to be able to verify the how many, code. How many lines so of code do you think Twitter is? I, I think 18,000 on just the, the algorithm alone. And so I'm you're sure. still back to trusting someone to tell you that, oh, this is safe yeah so yeah. i i mean you the it's it's it the, the reason i bring this up is because you say you, you you mentioned bring you know verify the code and have the have open source code and i still feel like your your average person is still gonna have to rely on someone else that yeah. they trust because they're not it's like that's like being like oh we'll make sure that you know put it put it make it available so that way people can read it but then like half the world's illiterate or whatever but or doesn't would, read that language you, know? you would get like um ten thousand developers that all have agreed that the code says this so it's kind of hard to have them all lie that they would be that kind of trust so it's like trust in the fortification of the mass mentality or I something. think what would end up happening is you'd get 80% of corporate coders who align with the Democrats, the establishment, the machine would all come out and say, everything's fine. It looks good to me. Then you'd get a small faction of people being like, I don't know, this line of code looks like they're spying on you and stealing your info. Then the corporate press would say far right neo-Nazis claim code is stealing your info in deranged conspiracy yeah. theory. I'm not 100% sure that something just because of the level of complexity if the average person can't simply understand it it might not actually make more clarity by making the information available and not saying not saying that that not saying that it, that it's a bad idea that it must be kept secret but i'm saying that i don't think i don't see that as a solution because i don't think that it's go, it would make more you know add yeah, more average, clarity to the, the average person is gonna say i have no idea yeah and you're gonna get people who will lie they'll just take a snippet of code and say this actually does this mm -hmm. and then they could be lying yeah, it, it may Maybe, add more vectors. To, but for when you find out someone was lying, then that destroys their credibility. Now, so. look, Joe Biden stated on camera that if you don't fire the prosecutor, you're not getting the billion dollars. We know for a fact he did it. And they're still saying it's a conspiracy theory. Well, crazy. You're right. I mean, a, 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 there was another story I saw earlier. Lab leak theory is still labeled as misinformation, according to these universities. I just hang with developers. And so they they don't lie. Like they read code. They know exactly what it's doing. And they'll be like, yo. And then they make noise about it. And like mines, the whole essence of it is free software code, open source code. Like those are like my bros. I, I, I would feel very, very good if the code was available to peruse. Yes, I, I agree. It should be publicly available. More importantly, voting machine software should be publicly available information. And none of this would be an issue. Like there would there would be no indictment. They'd be able to look at it and be like, OK, well, you know, I don't know. But they keep it a secret massive private it's a, first of all dominion is a multinational corporation is, is it not i assume so it but is I don't yeah know. it's international it's an international company that handles our elections i mean that just seems like a really bad idea and i like i'm not saying that dominion did anything wrong i'm just saying the united states should sever all ties with international organizations that handle our voting and it should be law listen up republicans pass this bill the software code for voting machines should be public available have a nice day that's it. There's, what's the argument against it? Yeah, I, I mean, the, I, I, I don't communism? have any kind of issue with it with it being available. That um, would be I mean, awesome. There are people that, that I assume that there might be problems in the fact that it's proprietary. Like if if you have uh, intellectual property issues with that, right? Too bad. Go home. Hmm? You should not be able to operate an election. Oh, for unless fair you, enough. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. I mean, you can make software code that people don't get access to, but your the election machine. All software on it, the code must be Fair enough, publicly yeah. available for people to review and see. Sure. Yeah. If there's little lines in there that let people flip tallies and stuff, uh, I'm going to point you to, what's that guy's name, that uh, software developer that testified in Congress that he wrote a program to flip votes 5149. Uh, this is like from the year 2000. I'll pull it up in a minute.
I mean, I think like too, we're going to see a lot of issues in 24 just in terms of voter trust. Like there are so many members of the base out there, especially Trump's base, that just don't believe that their 2024 ballot is going to be counted correctly. And that is a massive problem. And Republicans, like you said, don't do anything. They don't seem to have any plan to address that. We haven't changed any of these voter laws that the Democrats switched in the dead of night in 2020. Now, They're still on the book. Seriously, there's been no, like, I don't know yeah, who, to, who to blame or... Same. I don't know who to look to to get this stuff done. I, I figure Ron, Ron and McDaniel, I guess. Yeah. If there has been no mo- no movement, no effort taken by the Republicans to make sure that they're in a different position uh, strategically for this election, then, I mean, then then all of the talking about Donald Trump or or talking about DeSantis or, or Vivek or whoever, all that stuff is just horse crap. It doesn't matter if the Republicans have not taken measures to prevent the type of electioneering that happened last night. That Dude, let's pass a bill. I think Tom, this is Thomas Massey's ballgame, and I would love to get Kevin McCarthy involved. I don't know. I haven't talked to him. Matt Gates. I'm sure, would love to hear this. Any bill that gets passed has to get through the Senate and through the president and anything that might help the the republicans is not going to happen so you have to think of things if the if the congress right now has power to do things like like uh, affect like uh, um the purse strings so like they'll they cannot fund stuff so if there's something that they want to affect they can be like well we're not going to pass pass a bill that pays for it but if congress just passes a bill that you know is a, or a bill that in the hopes of becoming a law the senate's not going to pass it and 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 biden's not going to sign it so passing a bill would be a way even even talking about passing a state bill level right well now. also yeah states state level run fair. their own elections yeah. so the problem is our people in various even red states aren't mobilized this has i think been a problem on our side for a long time the left being an activist being political is almost their hobby our people you know we do our nine to five we kind of check out right. we're not involved yeah. in what's going on in our community at all so i think that's a disadvantage i think also we don't have enough lawyers on our side it seems that they have just endless lawyers that are willing to litigate and fight this stuff so i always tell people like get off the sidelines you have to run for school board you have to like be an election poll watcher do whatever you can because too many of us are just totally checked out and we're asleep at the wheel you think it's cool for people to run for school board if they don't have kids yeah why not i mean if you're involved in your community absolutely so you think you think that people <laughs> would be less likely to on the right to go and vote because they feel that their election would their vote's not going to be counted is that what you're saying i've Just, talked to a lot of people that huh. feel that way really i spoke to people that have said the opposite because they're like i'm going to go out and go vote first yeah. thing the first day on paper or whatever there, i hope can. so there's, yeah. I, don't, I don't know just wanna, yeah. i just i hear or... kind of like discouragement i think is the overwhelming really? sense like i don't, I, yeah. I, w- I hope my vote counts this or, i hear i hear the tired? opposite there's there's a meme where it's so from I. the wildfires yeah. in new york and then the camera's panning past like the williamsburg bridge and everything's orange then it shows trump dancing and then it's and then it scrolls, <laughs> scrolls past him and says don't care still voting trump what i'm hearing all the memes are people just saying whenever they're like trump did this trump did that the election's rigged whatever people just say don't care still voting trump yeah yeah Yeah. true that's what i'm saying yeah that's the meme i mean if that meme holds trump wins yeah Yeah. if people are just like don't know don't care i'm gonna vote for him anyway i think too they'll be pushed to act and to vote the more he becomes indicted or just like has the doj totally weaponized against him this is Mm. gearing people up for retribution they're ready for it I just think I, I just think it doesn't matter at all. We saw how bad it was in 2016. It's been ramping up. 2016, the Democrats 
screamed until blood sprayed from their eyes that Donald Trump was a Soviet spy who stole the election. All of the craziest conspiracy nonsense. 2020, Trump and his supporters believed and screamed to the high heavens. There was voter fraud to the point where you had many people saying Trump was, was secretly still the president. It's insane. 2024 is going to be no different. No different whatsoever. I've got the name. Worse. It'll be, it'll, yeah, be, it'll, worse. it'll be different in the sense that it will be escalating. This developer's name is Clinton Eugene Curtis, and he testified uh, that, he, that uh, Congressman Tom Feeney asked him to build a prototype software package that would secretly rig an election to sway the result 5149 to a specified side. He testified that in front of U.S. House Judiciary members in Ohio. And the YouTube video is called American Election Hacker Testifies. It's by a, an account called Hack247, if you want to watch the video. He is almost giddy letting let's, people know. Let's get political, my friends. We got the story from the post-millennial. Trump, Giuliani, and others to be booked at Fulton County Jail. Suspects in Fulton County are booked and arraigned on two separate occasions. So... According to standard procedure, Donald Trump will be in county lockup, a not so special prison. The left calls it decrepit and say people die there. So I have a few questions. How do first, how do they handle something like this? But more importantly, what would happen? And everyone's saying it won't happen. So fine. Sure. Whatever. I'm not saying it will happen. I'm saying question. What would happen if with these charges, Donald Trump, his associates or any one of these individuals refuses to go to Georgia and surrender. What happens then? Fugitive charges? So there's interesting constitutional provision. And it's 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 really just absolutely hilarious. The, the armchair people on Twitter who have no idea what's going on in this world and think they know everything. And that's not everybody. I'm just saying they exist. One person brought up a really good point saying the Constitution says if someone flees from justice, then the feds can intervene to bring the person back to that state. But what if you're not in the state and weren't in that state and the state accuses you of a crime? The legal argument is that you are fleeing from justice by not surrendering. But this would mean if Donald Trump, Sidney Powell, Jenna Ellis, or any one of these individuals refuses to surrender, their state would have to cooperate. Law enforcement would have to be sent out by Joe Biden to take in a former presidential administration official or lawyer and bring them to Georgia to be brought to jail. What happens it's interesting. Ron DeSantis said that he would not assist in any extradition of Donald Trump. Donald Trump, of course, is currently in Bedminster. But what if he goes down to Mar-a-Lago? It would be awesome, Tim. It would be just yeah. the most awesome thing ever to well, see that. It would, I mean, and it would be terrible for the country, I'm, I'm aware. And there are people that are mad well, at me I, for I, saying I don't this. know if that's true either. I, say, I think see it would how probably far be it goes. Bad. Like, push the envelope. Make them come get you. I want those optics. I, I want I, the feds. I think... I think they should have to go serve documentation to Trump. I think Donald Trump, not going to get a, a, a fair shake in uh, Bedminster. He's up in New Jersey. Good luck with that. I think Trump, his perfect play is to go to Florida, make DeSantis put it, put his money where his mouth is. And this is not a dig on DeSantis. It's like, do you have the, the integrity to uphold what you've said? But more importantly, if Georgia has an issue, they don't deliver this via press conference on TV. If they're going to arrest Trump, they have to go to his residence and serve him the arrest documents. This is a, it's such a strange phenomenon that people are like, Donald Trump should go surrender. Yeah, if they serve him legal paperwork and say, hello, Donald Trump, here's the legal paperwork. You can take a copy of it, bring it to your lawyers. You, have to, you can surrender in 10 days or you will be arrested. All right. What's happening now is this lady goes on TV and says, we expect them to surrender in 10 days. That's not legal. 
You can't go on TV and be like, I'm suing them. It's like, okay, well, until I actually have legal documents saying I'm being sued with a court signature and all that stuff, you're not doing anything. For all Trump knows, there was never even a grand jury. How's he supposed to know that? How's he supposed to? For all he knows, the prosecutor went on TV and is just like, come on down, Trump, and she can take a picture with him and smile, get an autograph. I'm, I'm not literally suggesting that's what she's doing. But for Trump and all these defendants, their lawyers are going to have to be served some kind of paperwork or documentation. And I think the smartest play for Trump is to go to Mar-a-Lago and just say, if you are charging me, you can deliver the documents to my residence where I will answer for them. And then we will discuss terms of either surrender or a legal challenge. Yeah. And I mean, Trump was acting in his federal capacity during this entire thing as like a federal officer. So I'm not even convinced that a state has the authority necessarily to arrest him for something like that. I guess we'll see. It might go all the way to the Supreme Court. But what they're doing to these folks is just despicable. I mean, my colleague Jeff Clark is one of the one, ones who's been indicted um, along acting, with President Trump. Acting assistant uh, attorney, attorney general. general. Yeah, yes. I mean, wow. And That's he like was the just, second law. I mean, wow. No, it's absolutely bonkers. And he was just providing legal advice, right? He was just telling Trump, this is how I think that you could apply the law. And for that crime, which is not even a crime, right? They're saying it is. It's totally preposterous. Well, Jenna Ellis, I think, is the funniest because she's being charged with just being Trump's lawyer. Right. That's that's basically it. Yeah. By just being his lawyer, they're getting they're, they're charging her with uh, Rico. Yeah. I mean, that's I I. I firmly believe it's about intimidation. It's a, like mm -hmm. I said last night, it's it's about the establishment wanting to intimidate the population, including lawyers, you know, anyone and anyone that might run in the future. Like, but let's, you can't and they're get out taking of them out of the but, game, but, but, too. Like, but, these are talented people that are going to be put on the sidelines while they have to deal with all of this. That's the point. But mm -hmm. I want to I want to speculate here. What do you think happens if they don't surrender? Is it something really boring, like a guy shows up, knocks on the door and says, well, I have a warrant for your arrest. And they go, oh, OK. And then they get in a car and they drive off. I don't know who the Secret Service actually answers to, because if the Secret Service answers to Donald Trump, the Secret Service are armed and they'll be they'll have plenty of of gear to actually pose a serious threat. So if anyone is going to go pick up Donald Trump. And the Secret Service actually answers to him as opposed to answering to D.C. And they listen to him and he says, don't let them come take me. Well, you have a SWAT team with a gunfight with or an, an FBI hostage, hostage rescue team in a fight with Secret Service, yeah. gunfight with Secret Service over Donald Trump. If that's if that's how World, World War Three or whatever starts, I never saw that coming. Civil War. Well, that's what, how yeah, Civil I'm War starts. I'm not going to say that start. on the show. You never know. I mean. <laughs> I, I and this is all just you know a, a dude that yells at a stick for a living talking out of his ass. So take it for not, like it what Still, it's worth, yeah. worth, which is nothing. It's worth nothing. But I mean, you know, like I I don't know how, how the 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 Secret Service how the the uh, yeah what their, the command structure is exactly. Yeah. So I don't know what happens. But it if it is, it's possible. But like because the Secret Service is supposed to protect Donald Trump, and even if Donald Trump does get picked up. And, and goes to jail, none of that takes away the fact that he's got Secret Service protection for the rest of his life. So right, that means right, that right. there's going to be Secret Service. He's going to have to be in a special jail, some type of special jail, and Secret Service is going to have to rotate in and out of his cell because they're not going to leave him alone with a cellmate. You can't, like, he's got Secret Service protection for the rest of his life, you know? But so. the Secret Service, his own Secret Service, if he were to start committing murder 
like starting to murder people on the street, his own Secret Service would have to stop him, I would imagine. They don't serve him. They serve the law and the, the, and the post-president. I, ass- I don't know that the Secret Service is obligated. I would assume the guy, the human being that is the Secret Service officer, like or whatever, if, if Donald Trump decided to start just mowing people down, I assume he would stop him. That being said, I don't think the Secret Service is any more obligated to stop someone that's committing a criminal act than the regular police are. Mm. And the regular police are not obligated. The Supreme Court has decided that they're not. So I don't know that they that they would be obligated to stop him. But I would assume that a normal human being in in the role of Secret Service officer would probably stop the there, former president from killing people. If, if if they they there, there are people right now saying on Twitter that to end this right now, Donald Trump need refuse to surrender. Publicly state he will challenge this to the Supreme Court that one the actions they're challenging him on are protected as he was president at the time and that the leaking of the indictment before the grand jury voted proves that this is a political conspiracy to steal or seize power. Hmm. There's a legal argument, not the way I described it. There's a legal way to describe it. Improper unconstitutional actions or something like that. Some people have said Trump can Trump and the Republicans can end this right now by doing what needs to be done. I don't know if that if I agree with that, I don't know what would happen. I have no idea for all, it's, it's entirely possible. That what the Democrats are trying to do is muster up some kind of reaction so that they can use it to justify more. Mm -hmm. If Trump doesn't surrender, they then go and say he's a fugitive from justice. And that instantly justifies the removal of his name from the ballot or something like that. Maybe Trump says, "Okay, we go to court. Then he files a bunch of extensions. He files uh, to have it transferred to Fulton uh, out of Fulton County to uh, federal court, like what uh, Mark Meadows is doing. And that delays the process until the election takes place. And his name stays in the ballot. That might be the correct strategy for this. It does seem like they will all be surrendering. Giuliani, for instance, said that he's planning sometime next week to go down. My question is, what would happen if they don't? And then, you know, if Trump stays in Florida, for instance, for one, that puts tremendous pressure on Ron DeSantis. But I don't know if Trump wants to do that because DeSantis is already falling in the polls. However, it does create pressure. It would force DeSantis to defend Trump, which can either put DeSantis in a difficult position where now he's 100% on board with MAGA and against the machine. The opportunity there is, is DeSantis really anti-deep state or whatever? Well, here's your opportunity. If Trump then refuses and says, serve me the paperwork and my lawyers will negotiate, then he has time without going to jail, no mugshot, no no jail time. And then he gets the Supreme Court to issue a ruling on it and, and crush it instantly before they can pull off whatever weird scheme they want to pull off. I don't know. I have no idea what happens. Here's what I'd prefer, I guess. If uh, I suppose the simple surface level uh, response I could give is I think Trump would be better off not surrendering and simply saying I have not received any legal documentation or notification in my home state of any charges against me from anyone else. The simple act of a press conference is not a legal uh, declaration that gives them the authority to take any actions. When my local law enforcement make contact with my attorneys as per any pending charges or extradition to another state, I will absolutely respond with legal documents. That's what he should do. Hmm. And he should do it from Florida, not from uh, New Jersey. Although the DeSantis supporters want Ron DeSantis to throw him under the bus. So I don't know what you get with that. I think, too, we have to remember, like, questioning an election's legitimacy is something that has happened throughout this country 
for, you know, centuries almost. I mean, Jackson questioned his 24 election and would reportedly walk around talking about how it was stolen. You had Bush, you had Stacey Abrams. Countless individuals do this sort of thing when there's evidence of widespread fraud or they think there is evidence of widespread fraud. In Trump's case, there actually was massive fraud, whether that was, you know, the censorship of the Hunter Biden story and how media kind of co-opted voters access to various sources of information on the Biden family or whether that was, you know, a pipe bursting in an Atlanta ballot count center. I like cheating better than fraud. Yeah, because fraud, some people you say that people might think cheating, but some people might think legal fraudulent actions like fake ballots and stuff. Mm -hmm. Cheating is better. The shadow campaign to steal the election that Time magazine published. That's cheating. Withholding the Hunter Biden laptop. Cheating. Changing the rules at the executive level without approval from the state legislature cheating what they're doing right now by arresting Donald Trump, his lawyers and the former presidential administration's personnel cheating. I like cheating better. I like the word manipulating, but I think we're all right. I mean, I think I don't know if it's technical fraud either, but I think it's both cheating, manipulative and cheating. I mean, you could say it's cheating. Get a man on the street, go to Times Square. The thing is, it didn't break the rules. Yes, it did. They just changed the rules. It did break the rules. Oh, then it is. Yeah. So the Constitution says that the state legislature has final authority on how the elections are run and how electors are assigned. And when you got governors changing the rules without the approval of the state legislature and courts bypassing the state legislature, that was in violation of the Constitution. Thus, Texas filed a lawsuit under original jurisdiction to the Supreme Court saying the way that these states handled their elections violates the Constitution. And thus, it, it uh, discri- it's, it's uh, what, did, what did they say? To it? It, basically, it's stripping Texas of their right to a free and fair election if mm-hmm. other states are violating the Constitution. The Supreme Court just said, screw you. We don't want to hear it. So instead of actually hearing the arguments on the merits, the Supreme Court just said, leave us out of it. Why? Because they're evil and corrupt people Court? and cowards. But this, about the Supreme Thomas Court? and Alito, I think, were the ones who were like, we must mm-hmm. hear this argument. Yeah, they were afraid to because they, they were afraid to hear the argument and then find in favor of Donald Trump. Because it had there was merit to it. And it was like, if, it wasn't if, even in favor of Trump. It was Texas saying, if we do our elections by the Constitution and Pennsylvania and Wisconsin and Georgia and Michigan or whatever, don't then there was no legitimate election. Yeah. It's like basically saying you and 10 of your like you and 10 of your buddies are going to decide who how much money you pitch in by lunch and then one of your friends just gives a bunch of counterfeit bills and you're like no 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 why am i spending $20 we all agreed everyone puts in 20 bucks this 20 bucks wasn't real or at there, least i don't know if it was real and they say nah shut up you don't you don't get to There were articles say. written about like the discussions they had about whether or not they would take this and they were concerned about the reaction the population would have if they found in a way that would help Donald Trump. They were really, really concerned about it. The the Supreme Court justice. Jenna Ellis. Yeah, I I don't have it. Is being criminally indicted under RICO charges for the simple act of being Trump's lawyer. Mark Meadows was Trump's chief of staff. Former presidential administration chief of staff was indicted for that reason. These people in the Supreme Court were probably pissing in their pants sitting in the corner, crying, begging for forgiveness, saying, I'll do whatever you say. Clarence Thomas was like, nah. And I think I think it was Alito and Thomas who were like, screw that. We don't care. 
Yeah, the way I see it, we cannot rely on the courts. Congress has kind of rendered itself useless. The executive, I think, is truly the only way we can save this country is by using that authority to, you know, defund different agencies and do things like that and just totally go after this woke and weaponized deep state, this bureaucracy. So I think, you know, this is really the most important election because it's kind of our last chance. But if if it's about funding, then the Republicans are in a position now where they should be able to do it. Because they have they they have, but the they house. don't have the Senate. Like you have the Office of Management and Budget. If you're president, you can totally cut agents' budget or agencies. Oh, budgets. I mean, look, fair uh, enough. The, the Republicans are going to vote on this government funding bill, and they're absolutely going to fund all of these intelligence agencies and law mm-hmm. enforcement agencies that are being weaponized against Trump and Trump supporters. The Republicans have the power right now to simply be like, we will not vote on any funding for the government that includes. Funding for the FBI. Yeah, no, they're they not going to absolutely do, do that. They won't. But they won't. <laughs> no, of course not. Because Kevin McCarthy is bought and paid for. They're all bought and paid for. Do you, are the they corrupt as corrupt can be? They are evil people. Are they as fatigued as I am about it? That's what happens, though, man. They, want, they want you to be. Yeah, they want to wear you down and then just make you be like, I don't care anymore. Just do yeah. whatever. Don't you want to just out play sight, Magic the Gathering, my, Ian? Yeah, man. I just hey, Baldur's game, Gate just came out. Get, build some muscle, mm. eat healthy, make some funny movies, laugh, cry. That's right. Kid, look at my kids' eyes. That's all I want to do. Never man. mind that we're putting mercury in your drinking water. Never mind that we're putting fluoride in your drinking water. Never mind that that chemical spill over there just killed a whole bunch of people. That island just burned down. Yeah, let's talk about it. Don't forget, forget all about that. Don't worry about what we're doing. Why don't you just go drink some more milkshakes that are full of microplastics or eat some cardboard (laughs) with some milk pour all over it and some sugar crystals? That's what they want you to do. I don't want to do it. But here's here's the question, my friends. Here's the question. We've all seen The Matrix. Would you rather sit there in that fancy restaurant with Cypher? cutting that fine filet mignon saying, I don't care if it's real, or would you rather be in the Abacanazra eating slime? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that sound looks good, though. I would try it. I'd rather be Neo. <laughs> that shit was bad. Oh, sure. It's like... <laughs> ben Metal. I, I, in the Everybody Matrix, wants to be the one. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, the, that's, that's the point. Everybody You're not. wants to be the, that's, the this, hero. This is the point. You can choose to plug back in, shut it all down, and say, do whatever you want with absolute power, oppress maim hurt whatever i don't care i just want to drink my bud light and eat chicken wings or we can eat the slime and or that's right you can do what's right does that mean for civil rights and freedom and honor and integrity and the constitution and the preservation of the future and you got to eat slime while you do it i'll do slime over bugs what's the slime in this metaphor is it just that you gotta keep talking about no no in the matrix they were eating amino but but for us like the suffering involved with 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 pushing ahead with this is just keep talking about it don't let up you know because i don't want to talk about donald trump every day i got other stuff to do i want to do other things (laughs) in my life but i will keep talking about it that's what we need to do to say world war three is on the horizon it always is what sort of there, there's there's escalating degrees of conflict since the cold war yeah korea korea the korean war was the closest the doomsday clock has ever been to zero now we well, have active warfare in eastern europe for the first time in i think what five five or six decades yeah you've got russia saying that they're at war with us and this wasn't happening when donald trump was president so there's a lot of a uh, uh, lot of people who view this as joe biden is beholden to ukraine because of favors he did and he is terrified of what happens if this information gets out. So he's dumping money into Ukraine so that they can win their territorial dispute with their neighbor, Russia, for which we have very little involvement, but for some reason are giving them hundreds of billions of dollars, which could lead to World War III. You vote for a Donald Trump, 
And then maybe we get some border security that's imperfect. You get a guy who's mean in the White House. But, but the economy does a little bit better. Jobs start coming back to the U.S. The war machine starts breaking down. You know, it seems like that's the better path to take. Do you think that this is like, hmm, I'm not, I don't like bringing up God. God's way of saying it's just so generic, but like, is this God's way of saying Vivek Ramaswamy should be the president? <laughs> like, they're like, think, yo, path of least resistance. Personally, I don't think no. that God talks like that. But if like, if Trump is indicted, I'm sorry, Trump is indicted. If Trump is convicted and imprisoned and stripped from the ballot, and then just one day is gone and no one knows where he went, they will then come out and say Vivek Ramaswamy once you know sacrificed a goat and punched a kid in the face they'll just you'll get all the craziest stories they'll make up whatever they have to make up they'll pull quotes out of context they'll argue that people have no right to change opinions they'll say his opinion from two years ago when the narrative was different is is his principal opinion now and already some people are trying to do that he's climbing in the polls so what do we hear we hear like did you know that two years ago vivek ramaswamy was in favor of this covid policy and i'm like so was trump like, and then people change their opinions when they saw the data. People change their opinions all the time. One hour, and, and RFK as well. People are like, yeah, but RFK said this thing about gun control back then. And I'm like, and what's he saying now? So you, you, can, you can believe that they're lying. That's fair. Okay. But everybody said one thing yesterday and something else today. I mean, because people learn stuff and they change. But anyway, my point is DeSantis. Let's say Trump gets indicted, convicted, or again, he was indicted. Let's say he gets convicted and he's removed from the ballot. Ron DeSantis jumps to the number one position. He narrowly defeats Vivek Ramaswamy. They're going to come out and say he's a predator. They're going to come out and say he raped somebody. They're going to look what they did to Brett Kavanaugh. Some oh, random. This guy was already vetted. Brett Kavanaugh was That's already vetted as a federal judge. He had gone through the press already. Then all of a sudden, out of the blue, they accuse him of being a gang rapist. Yeah, and Tara <laughs> Reid was accusing Joe Biden of sexual yeah, they claimed impropriety, but she didn't get a lot of media attention. Like, uh, I wonder why. Yeah, yeah. I, wonder why. I wonder why. They said Brett Kavanaugh was party to events where men would line up outside of bedrooms where women were held captive and gang raped and men took turns. Yeah. That's what they claimed about Brett Kavanaugh. DeSantis ain't going to be immune to that. The only thing stopping it right now is that he's in, he's typically in second place in some polls in third. Anybody who jumps to first place is getting that exact same treatment. I think Casey, the fact that Casey has cancer might help stave off those kind of attacks no. for a little bit. I don't think That's so. That's Ron's you wife. You don't think so? No, we're up against the most demonic, depraved people we've ever seen. They'll say Ron beats, it, beats his wife. <laughs> they'll, they'll say that if Ron jumps into first place for whatever reason, a story will come out where someone says that when when his wife had cancer, they saw Ron strike her in the face with a with a with an open palm or whatever. <laughs> it, it'll it'll Maybe, be it'll yeah. be nonsense. It'll be a former babysitter, and she's like, he once came home drunk and screamed in her face while she was she was sick, and then he and then he smacked her, and then he's gonna but this is not true, and Casey's gonna bet this is insane, it's never happened, yeah, the, and they're gonna say you have battered wife syndrome. There are really good Ron DeSantis deepfakes. It really sounds like him. And did you see the Steve Carell one? Obviously from I the office, that, yeah. hilarious. There's another one that, uh, a couple days ago I just saw, and I'm, it's, I'm, it's not coming to mind what it was. What it was, but it was like, uh, please clap. One of those. <laughs> see that? Ad? Oh, please clap. Yes. Ron doing something, something. But they got his voice on lock. It really sounds like Ron DeSantis. So if they want to make it sound like he's doing something over a phone call or something, I mean, the technology is available. Yeah, let's uh, let's let's jump to this story. It's over for Ron. Trump cheers new poll showing Vivek Ramaswamy overtaking DeSantis for the number two spot in the 2024 GOP primary, still miles behind him. But many people are suggesting that the Trump campaign is propping up these polls, propping up Vivek Ramaswamy because Vivek is no real threat to Trump and actually is nice to Trump, 
supports Trump in many ways and may actually be, you know, just effectively on Trump's side, whereas DeSantis is real competition for him. This is, I think this might be the th- second or third poll showing that Vivek has taken second place. So if Trump is out of the picture, Vivek may come in first. I don't know for sure. In the prediction markets, we have uh, Ron still in second place, but it looks like uh, uh, Vivek and Ron are tied. And the only reason Ron DeSantis is above him is because D comes before R alphabetically. As the people have argued, I don't know if that's true. I think we, we can jump down here and just see that uh, DeSantis. So right now they're saying that it's actually 17 to 16. So DeSantis is in second place. But I'm curious what you guys think about uh, about this battle and where Vivek Ramaswamy ends up, because I think I've, I watched this really great clip I mentioned earlier between him and Neil Cavuto. Man, this dude is as sharp as sharp can be. He's sharp as sharp as a box of knives. This is Vivek Ramaswamy. He knows what to say, how to say it. And uh, I don't think a guy like Vivek is purely genuine. It would be absurd to believe that this guy is a saint who just believes the right things and, and has whispers all the sweet nothings into your ears. He's a snake. I said it before, and I, I love snakes. A, I love snakes. Jeez. I don't think he's a snake. Snakes are dangerous. <laughs> they hide in the grass, and if you don't see him there, you're going to pay. He's the kind of guy that will <laughs> well, go in is... there and change things for the better unexpectedly. I, I, sure. I trust him. I, I, I don't know him that well, but I, I don't, I'm, I'm agreeing with what you're saying. I don't think he's saying everything all true. He, like, George Washington was but a I'm spy. He a was snake. a master liar. Yeah, that's dude, my metaphor. Is, that's like <laughs> that's that's at the other extreme. Yeah, he's the dude. No step on snake, bro. Like, I do think... not mess with this. This is what I'm talking about. He's think, that kind of guy. I think Vivek has overwhelmingly positive positions that he's correct on. And there's a few things that he saw he was pulling bad on and probably switched uh, switched the narrative. Yeah, That's normal politics for anybody. I think overwhelmingly, based on my conversations with him, he's legit genuine. He really does dislike the ESG stuff. He's really threat. He's re- he really thinks it's a threat to this country. And he wants to win to push back on it. But here's what ends up happening. You're someone like Vivek. What's your specialty? He, he did biotech. He did uh, anti-ESG financing. Those are his areas of expertise. When it comes to issues of like government lockdowns and war and foreign policy, not his areas of expertise. So he gets into this and then he's like, I got to figure out what's the appropriate path to take when it comes to foreign policy. because That's not my thing. And then he comes out with an opinion that is incorrect and he gets heavily criticized for it. Then six, seven months later, we hear him again and he comes out with the correct opinion. That doesn't mean he's a snake. It means that he was like, I didn't know enough about it. I ended up learning about it. And here's where I actually but stand. Now. I think when I say snake in the sense that he's going to go in there and twist the pharmaceutical industry on its head and no one has any idea it's coming. Yeah. Like he, he's not going to even intimate his intention. I think snake is kind of implying he's uh evil. Duplicitous. Oh, I, well, I disagree. Yeah, I love yeah. snakes. I used to play with snakes when I was little. Snake pooped on me once. A garter snake. Oh, wow. That's, that, that, that's great. <laughs> kind of like a bird poop. Awesome. Know, just, just right out the you, skin. You know, there's a difference between snake poop and bird poop, right? Bird poop is lucky because they're flying around. Snake poop is just kind of on you. Yeah, it was just on me. I'm a big fan of snakes. Snakes have no hate, awesome. man. They, they if, really only will attack if, well, they're, so, if they're frightened or attacked, you know? They don't really... If Trump, Trump is the lion... And they call, you know, the MAGA party, the MAGA symbol is the lion. What's Ron and what's Vivek? Ron's the rhino. Uh, <laughs> Vivek is the, oh, that was, that Vivek, was a low blow. Vivek the snake. Vivek the snake Rama. <laughs> oh, that's mean. No, it's- oh, Those it's are a, both it's, mean. It's a dangerously powerful creature, the snake. Ron and, the rhino and, and Vivek the snake? Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, Trump supporter MAGA 2024 Ian over here. No, I, well, I think I, I've called Vivek. I said that I likened him to a snake probably like three months ago because what I see in him is that he's not playing his hand. You don't know what he's got. And he's a not a billionaire, 
have a, a brilliant strategist. The guy is a is a hundred worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Wow. Donald Trump is going to come out in the primaries and be like, Rhino Ron and Vivek the Snake. <laughs> and they'll be no Do good. Donald Trump. It's Donald Trump all the way. That's if you, they want to hit Donald, it's Donald but Trump. I, if, could you imagine if Donald Trump starts Trump. using Ian's <laughs> yeah, name? So Vivek the Snake Robert. You know, Jake the Snake Robert. Uh, Rhino Ron. <laughs> yeah. Rhino Ron is better than Ron D. Sanctimonious. Yeah, Rhino Ron. Yeah. Wow. Use the, my powers for good. And uh, Ramaswampy. <laughs> I forgot who said that. Was that Alex Brusowitz who said that? I don't think so. No, I don't remember. The Trump, the Trump people tend to like. I, here's here's what I think: the Trump supporters like Ramaswamy for one simple reason: he defends Trump yeah. on yeah. principle yeah. and correctly. Well, he defends principle. Fine. Yeah, he defends principle, and mm -hmm. and Donald Trump's part of that principle. It's not like it could be anybody. Plug anybody into it, he'd still defend the process. But when and so I know all the DeSantis people are going to be like, DeSantis said that these things were wrong too. When Donald Trump was being indicted over, what, he got indicted over the Stormy Daniels thing? Right. Is that, what, that was the first one? The first one, yeah. Ron said, look, I don't know what goes into paying a, a porn star hundreds of thousands yeah. of dollars. People were like, low blow. Like, it, it, mm -hmm. it didn't, it's not the same. Like, Vivek's approach is, what they're doing to Trump is wrong. It is unjust, and we must oppose it. Ron's position was more tepid. Even the Fulton County indictment, he just, you know, gave a blanket. I'll end the weaponization of government statement. I, he always says I haven't read the indictment, which is odd to me, um, and never mentions Trump by name. So, yeah, I think Trump supporters appreciate Ramaswamy going to the mat for him and, and being true to principles. And I think if DeSantis did that, he would have a lot more goodwill with Trump supporters. Totally. Yeah, this is, the, this is the funny thing. I, I love the DeSantis supporters. They're the most entertaining people. I <laughs> tweeted, uh, what happens if Donald Trump doesn't surrender? What happened, you know, will, will the feds be sent to whatever state he's in? What if he flees to a red state and they refuse to cooperate? I get a combination of Georgia is a red state. I'm like, yes, it's the one state he has to go to to surrender. So obviously I'm not talking about him seeking refuge in Georgia, where he'll clearly be arrested by Georgia police. And then I, I, I followed up with Ron DeSantis said that that Trump should have fired these source prosecutors and Christopher Ray and all that. And previously stated that he would not assist in extradition. So I tweeted, "Will Rondas, if he went to Florida, would Ron DeSantis stand by his word and refuse to extradite Trump? And all of a sudden, all of the DeSantis supporters, not every single one, but a bunch of them start insulting and attacking me, claiming that my post was insulting to Ron DeSantis. And I'm just like, yo, this is why the guy's losing. His base, for whatever reason, Ron DeSantis has cultivated people who assume any discussion of Ron DeSantis is an insult. Yeah, they attack anybody who brings up anything about him. I can only assume that the Trump campaign hired shills to go on Twitter and attack anyone while pretending to, while pretending to be DeSantis supporters, so that nobody wants to support DeSantis. Dude, so I noticed a lot of like, the TDSers are the ones who support DeSantis oh, like a lot, and the TDSers like there are people that are extremely, extremely mad about Trump. You know, so I feel like it kind of like it became a thing because so many of them were on his side. You know, they just kind of have this visceral reaction against Trump. That's what they're voting to census. There were, there, were, there were a lot of uh, cons Republicans and conservatives in 2016 who despised Trump and did everything in their power to stop him. Right. Then right. after a year or two, they were totally on board with Trump. Why? Because of social pressure. Trump won. Yeah. If they were not with Trump, then they were this weird, they, they were Democrats. Mm -hmm. And so what ends up happening is these neocons, they split into two factions. We now agree Trump is good. Please don't yell at me. And Trump was always bad. We're going to go hang out with Democrats. Mm -hmm. Then you get the Lincoln Project. I love the Lincoln Project so much because they were like, now that Trump has been defeated in 2020, they're like, we're going to start going after other Republicans. And it's just like, why? Like, Trump was the bad guy, right? Why go after literally any other Republican? Don't you like Mitch McConnell? He's your guy, huh? No, because it was grifting.
They just wanted to find a, a group of people to grift off of and make money for or make money from. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What I love about Trump is like he's the great revealer in many ways. He's shown us who these people truly are to their core, whether that's, you know, deep state bureaucrats or your average never Trump or never Trumper on Twitter. He has shown us what these people are thinking so they can no longer lie to us. He's kind of pulled the curtain back. And I think that's been an immense service to the Republic. It's, yeah. And that's why he has so many fans. A huge part of why he has so many fans, because he just he talks straight. And like you were talking about, we're in the apocalypse. We're in this great revealment time era where and he's just like talking about the deep state openly. And like for people that had been red pilled, they already kind of knew. But to hear it from the president while he's president is like man people needed that they or just needed even that. the dc consultant class like before trump i had no idea how much disdain pe like coastal elites or dc beltway consultants have for average americans that oh. just live regular day-to-day -day lives i didn't know how much they despise my values until donald hatred. trump showed me. but hatred can yeah. i also yeah. just point out with all due respect to kyle kalinsky he did not know what a farm looked like well yeah he he was he took he took a picture from a plane. Kyle, Kyle Klinsky is a very prominent uh, left wing podcaster personality. He's a good dude. He tries really hard, and I, I have tremendous respect for him because he tries to be honest. He just has different opinions. That's that's great. Him and Crystal Ball, they're fantastic. But the point is, even among the people that we can say we like and are good people, he posted a photo from a plane of farms and said, "I wonder why it looks that way." And it's just like he got roasted for it and insulted, and it was mean. And I'm like, "Yo, this is an educational opportunity for a coastal elite like Kyle." to understand the world that rural folk live in by simply saying, my friend, good sir, those are farms. But was, was he asking like <laughs> Where does why- Where think his food comes he from He did though? not like, understand what he was looking but at. But wasn't he asking why do the farms look no, that way? No, 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 no. He said, what are those things? That was the substance of his question. He said, I don't know why the land looks like that. Yeah, that's right, that's right. Well, I think yeah. we have the tweet right here actually. It's this, yeah. there you go. he said, Okay. All you right. Can hit the X. You can hit the X above it. That'll do no, it. Let's too. just do this and find an actual image. Here we go. He said, This land by the uh this is land by Colorado, Kansas border from a plane. Pretty cool. I have no idea how slash why it looks like this. Dude. Paul just wants a response. It's called farming. It's called property <laughs> lines. How do you not know that, man? And that's and that's, that's that I, I'm that's sorry. Wild, that, that's, it is absolutely wild. Hmm. I don't know how you don't know. Yeah, look, for look, someone look. to be popular and to be ignorant is like pretty disturbing, but it happens. It's it's, it's so beyond that. It's 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 like you don't know. How did I, you not know what, you, what farms? I just, I just my mind is lines? blown by this. Yeah, yeah me I, too. Like you can look at a, like a you know a neighborhood and see property lines. Like those are yeah. yards. It, it looks like when you're a kid, dude. like old McDonald had a farm. Like <laughs> yeah, you don't yeah, like. Yeah. It's so weird. What to the me. heck? What Sean the Davis said, "Imagine being mystified by the existence of farms." I am not bringing this up to like we, we, we've brought it up periodically. It's from a long time ago. What what years? I don't know if we know what year it's couple from. Years. It's a couple years ago. It's a couple yeah. years ago. And again, like I like how he's a good dude. He's, he's he's a smart guy. But my point is not that he's a bad person. It's that no. even when we're taught, you, you talk about the, the Beltway people who despise rural folk. Think about people like Kyle, who do who does a show where he's very uh, favorable to Democrats and the left. And he literally doesn't know what a farm even looks like. These are the kind of people. And again, not trying to drag Kyle, but these are the people that when I've been on Twitter and was talking about inflation I, and, and uh, disruption of supply line, when I said, what happens when this farm can't produce milk? Where do you get your milk from? They responded with the store. I am not exaggerating. And I said, I get that. My point is, where does the store get their milk from? And they responded with, what are you talking about? It's just there.
Hmm. I am not exaggerating. That is a verbatim quote from people on from a guy on Twitter. I got into an argument with socialists with sickle and hammers in their accounts, and they say things like, "It's just at the store, dude." What do you mean? Oh, they're trolling. That's no, a troll. no, no, dude. You, and they you, still got you talking about no, it. No, you know, you see, you see the issue, Ian. Is I, mean, I don't take people I've like spent, that seriously. I spent a decade plus on the ground at various protests where I've physically spoken with these people and have experienced this over and over again. And you call it a troll, yet Kyle Kalinske did not know what a farm looked like. Yeah, but a random internet commenter, though that's why I would say it's a troll. I would just assume it's a troll first. A high-profile socialist account with like 40,000 followers who post about this all the time that says something like that is no different from Kyle Kalinske saying he doesn't know what a farm oh, looks okay. like. Okay, 40,000 followers, that's a different story. I'm not talking like a guy with 10 followers. Oh, okay. There's like a there are like prominent, you know, I got into an argument with the Socialist Party of Great Britain. That one was hilarious. When I was just like it was a similar conversation. What happens if somebody wants to build a car as a hobby? They're like, they can go and just get free car parts from the factory. And I'm like, like every communist system, for free. you can just literally for no reason go somewhere and just take whatever you want. Did, if the people knew That's you. It's not technically untrue because they use brute force to do it. Like if someone knew you and they wanted to agitate you, they could mes message you on Twitter and be like, just say really inane Ian, stuff until you can't take it anymore. And then you I come on TV think, and yell about it. I don't think Kyle's goal with not knowing what a farm was was intending to trick right-wingers into thinking he was a moron. No, I think he genuinely didn't know. From that it's, tweet, it's like, it it's like, like that it. meme. Ha, joke's on them. I'm just pretending to be retarded. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, dude. There are a lot of people that don't understand what supply chain is and, so, and the supply line. There are people that don't understand where milk comes from. But yeah. dude, they, milk they, coming from the store, like it just apparates at the store is the most bizarre concept. It's you'd, not, you'd amazed, it's, it's, bro, it's called, ob there's, there's a concept of object permanence, but there's people who... Let's try this. You ever see that visualization test where it says uh, it shows a picture. It shows five silhouettes of a person and there's a picture of an apple, a drawing of an apple, a flat single monotone drawing of an apple, an outline of an apple and then nothing. And it says, which do you see in your mind when you think of apple? There are some people who say, what do you mean? Do you see you can see things in your mind? Some people can't visualize objects in their minds. Some people can in their mind visualize a three-dimensional apple, spin it around, slice it in half, open it up, and that's the visualization abilities they use for conceptualizing bridges and buildings and structures. Some people can't do that. Some people can't do basic math. Some people can't make, can't think three moves ahead. Not everybody has these abilities, but everybody can vote. So when someone says the milk is just at the store, it's because their logical capabilities stops one right. degree from where they are. I go to the store and get milk. What do you mean milk comes from somewhere else? It's at the store where we think. And if this is where you can't project your 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 cognitive faculties onto other people. Yeah. I can visualize the whole supply chain from from the birth of the cow. I've gone to the farms and I've I've, I've talked to the farmers and even I'm not an expert on this, but I certainly understand the milk at the store came from somewhere from a truck, from a distribution facility, from bottling plant, from a farm, whatever. And there are people who can't comprehend that. Now, in the case of Kyle, with all due respect, he just had never seen a farm before. My point is not that he's a stupid person. My point is that he is pushing policy positions and encouraging votes from a place of extreme ignorance. I am not going to pretend to be the smartest person in the room or the world. I also do very similar things. But I think, you know, my, my point with this is when it comes to passing nationwide laws, I think it would be imperative for people like Kyle
to step back and say, I don't know a lot more often. Yeah. And being intelligent and being, you can be intelligent and be ignorant. Ignorant just means you don't know the information yet, or you don't know the information. So Kyle's very intelligent, whether or not he's ignorant about something, you know, a lot of people have things they don't know. That's one of the great wonders of being a human. You get to right. learn. And that's why I thought it was stupid that everyone was insulting him. I'm like, dude, Kyle's a nice guy. He's like, he, he tries really hard. He, he's fair to people. And uh, back in the day, one of the, you know, one of the, one of the reasons I give him a lot of credit is that he, he has consistently defended Carl Benjamin from all the lies and the smears of the media when they were falsely characterizing him as racist. Hmm. He would reject it and be like, dude, we don't know. Don't do that. That's not fair. Address the arguments. And I'm like, this is a good dude. But he doesn't know what a farm looks like. That means when he goes on his channel and says, hey, guys, you should vote for this policy and that policy. You, you know that he's missing a huge portion of knowledge in certain areas. I'm not saying he's talking about voting policy on farms or anything. I'm just saying, you know, when people talk about stuff on Twitter, most people don't know anything. Yeah. Yeah. You know and I mean? I mean, even in government, like how many people in the U.S. Department of Agriculture building in D.C. right now have no experience firsthand on a farm? Probably oh, a large man. number. Yeah, true. Do you work in the government? I don't know. Do you spend a lot of time with people that work in the government? Yes. Right by Capitol Hill is where our office is. So we work with them a lot. Do you get the vibe? Are they a lot of ignorant people? Like people that just don't know? Not <laughs> no. stupid. I mean, they might be very intelligent, but there's that they just are they're missing stupid. a lot of information. They're, they're stupid. Do you see stupid people yes. too? A big question. Oh, there are certainly stupid people. Absolutely. But I think too, it's hard to be kind of a jack of all trades. You're dealing with a lot of different subject matter, you know, whether it's farming, ESG, there's so you can't be an expert on everything. So that's where you have to rely on intelligence. <laughs> intelligent and capable people to kind of inform you on different policy for those issue areas. I have to read this comment from Chaz Warren. He says, Tim, if you have pushed a prolapsed uterus back into a cow, you can say you know what the supply chain is like. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, I went to I went to a bunch of farms in California and uh, talked with a, a group of farmers. I actually got a tour of a farm. It was really cool. I got to go to their boardroom. And he explained to me that even though they were a family farm, of course, they have trustees and board members. The family grew. It got bigger. They've got distant cousins and stuff. It was really cool. Got to walk around. The farmer explained to me that kale became a cash crop for them because in the 90s, it was a garn it was a decoration. And then the hip hipsters loved it. And now we make tons of money selling it. I thought that was really funny. Hmm. And then my favorite experience on the farm was um, when when I realized cows weren't locked up. And I was like, the cows are just out in the field. Like, they're just eating right here. And he's like, yep. And I'm like, what if they leave? And the farmer's like, where would they go? It's <laughs> like, I don't know. I, I don't, I, they just leave. And he's like, why would they leave? There's food here. And I just didn't even think of that. Cause I'm used to like, you open the door, the dog runs away. You know what I mean? But cows like, they're not going to leave. Same thing with chickens, man. Like you, you learn this stuff. You open the door, let the chickens out. Chickens aren't going anywhere. Mm -hmm. They'll wander around. They'll be dumb, but they come home. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't, we don't want the chickens going out cause they get eaten. But cows... That's where the phrase come home to roost came from. Exactly. Comes from. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And until the cows come home. Mm -hmm. I once wa I was I was driving and I saw this big trail of cows. And uh, I asked farmer, uh, one, of the, one of the dairy farmers about it. And he was like, yeah, the cows will go off and find land. They'll graze. They'll, they'll hang out. Then they'll come back home when, you know, later when they're done. Mm. I'm like, wow. But yes, I've never, I've never pushed a prolapsed uterus back into a cow. <laughs> Not <so>. yet. <laughs> but imagine never say never. 2024 is going to be wild, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do want to get a cow for a free stand. Yes. We might have to get more than one, though, because they, they want friends. You oh, know? yeah. Just let them. Well, and like a goat. They yeah. Get along with goats. Cow and a goat. The, the thing is, you, you, I think, what was it? Cows produce like 12 gallons of milk a day or something. Is it that much? Jesus. Wow. Yeah. That's 12 that's gallons. Cool. <laughs> like, wait, wait. Are you serious? Yeah. One cow? That's too much? Can't drink all that I'm milk. Look it up. Yeah, it's something like that. You're gonna need a lot of Hershey syrup. Yeah. 
See, that's uh, like a dairy cow or just a regular cow too, especially if they're in estrus, all that stuff. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Twenty to twenty-five liters a day. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like six to yeah. seven gallons. Yeah, is yeah. Your six average. to seven is average. Wow. Oh, Still due to genetic manipulation and artificial high protein diets, they can produce six to seven. Nah, gallons. we'll just have the cow go around eating grass. We got too much of it. So yeah. we have, it's really cool. Oh, you, one gallon natural is just one gallon a day. Oh, okay. Wow. All right. Well, that's a lot. a lot. Probably fine. So, uh, for people who don't live out in the middle of nowhere, um, I'll, I'll explain this is a cool thing to you. And for people who do live in the middle of nowhere, you already know this. We have 50 acres. So we have a deal with a local farmer. He comes and mows all of the wild grass or whatever, bales it up and keeps it. And each bale of, I guess, I guess you'd call it a bale of hay or whatever. It's not a bale of hay. It's just whatever is growing there. It's worth like, I think, 200 to $300. Wow. So for this guy, he's getting like 20 of these things. And all he has to do is come and take it. And it's his. It's a good deal for us. We get the, the, the land taken care of. And for the farmer, he gets food for his animals. It's, a, it's awesome. And that, that, that's how it's been for most of the rural spots that I've had. I'm assuming that's how it works. But let's get back to the cities and talk about some cultural news. We got this story from CNN. You love CNN, don't you? Pride Month backlash hurt Target sales. They fell for the first time in six years. You know, I just want to say this real quick. This is partly why they're so heavily coming after Trump. Their cultural endeavors are failing. Target's quarterly sales fell for the first time in six years. And it's uh, as as consumers pulled back on discretionary goods and fierce right wing backlash to their Pride Month collection. Target's stock dropped 27 percent over the past year. This is amazing stuff. Culturally, the right is winning. It doesn't necessarily, I guess at this point, post-liberals, you know, former liberals are now considered right-wing with uh, a song like Rich Men North of Richmond. What, what, how many, I'm, I'm going to look this up. How many views? I think it's five, 17 million. million. I saw seven, 17. Where did you see 17? On YouTube. On YouTube? Yeah. Right. And then you've got all the different Twitter videos with 10 million wow. here. Mm-hmm. North. You type in rich and the song pops up right away. Rich Men North of Richmond. 16 million views 16. in a week. Wow. 16 million views in a week. 16.6 million views. Amazing. I saw some dude singing a song about corrupt government, failed policies, and he's just got a guitar and he's just singing and it's nailing it. Sound of Freedom just passed Indiana Jones on a small budget. They just did a press release. Angel Studios did a press release saying all of their investors just got a uh, 120% return. Wow. Oh, that is awesome. Massive. Makes oh, sense so considering good. it was a $15 million budget that pulled in on seven, 170-some-odd million dollars. Yeah. So I, I think I think that's what the press release said. hundred. Let me, let, me, let, me, let me quadruple check here. I'm not sure if it was 20% on top. Like they put in 100 yeah, and they got wondering. back 120. This is, I, I don't think uh, that it's, I, I don't think that it's the right wing that's winning. Okay, so I'm, I'm sorry. It's their original investment plus 20%. So they Man. got a 20% return. That's, That's still absolutely fantastic. Yeah, and I, mm-hmm. you, I go, find... you, you go to someone and say, I can get you a 20% return in, you know, in two years. People are going to be like, That's really good. Especially yeah. at, for producing a good movie on top of it, like a good oh, product. Yeah. So you can feel good about the money that you made. So, uh, I, so I, while those good things are happening, Bud Light lost $400 million. And what I think it is, is, is this anti-authoritarian movement that's winning this libertarian movement. It's not necessarily the libertarian party, but it's this libertarian cons- conception. People are tired of authoritarian crap, like finding out about the government, like all this CRISPR. I'm not CRISPR, but like. Oh, the the Prism program that Edward Snowden blew blew open, and like just finding about all this like totalitarian crap behind the scenes with the CIA and the NSA and all this junk since nine eleven. People are tired of that, and they're pushing I, back against the corporate government collusion, this fascist crap. I think COVID did it. 
and they call it right wing, but that's a misnomer, man. It is people that just do not want a top-down authority commanding our lifestyle. And okay. COVID had a huge part to play in that. It woke people up. I they agree. were forced to look at things. I think uh, the COVID lockdowns did it for a lot of people. They went nuts. And, they, and there was a viral video going around now from a dude who participated in the BLM riots saying that it was one of the stupidest and cringest things he's ever done. Because yeah. now he's been realizing what's going on. The smartest thing I think I've heard someone say is to say, what can we do? How do we win? We always say on the show, like, engage in culture, build culture, share culture. And then someone said something brilliant on Twitter. I think Mike Cernovich retweeted it. It was sell them on Twitter and X. Convince them to sign up for it. That's the easiest thing to do because you don't need to say Trump is good. You don't need to say RFK is good. You don't need to say Vivek is good. You don't, you don't need to say DeSantis is good. You need only say, hey, you should sign up on uh, Twitter and we can we can chat and share, share memes. And then they're like, oh, OK, then they'll start seeing the retweets. They'll see the news clips. They'll see Joe Biden say, if you don't fire the prosecutor, you're not going to billion dollars. Then they'll see CNN say it never happened. And they'll go, what? But I watched that video. That's the thing. Convince all of your friends to sign up for X. That's X. the path. X.com. I would like to say, say, oh, boy, it's so fun. I got paid. I got Elon Musk gave me 100 bucks because I was complaining about stuff. How fun. I was thinking we should have on the show at some point like somebody that's deep in the deep state that wants, <laughs> yeah, that wants to talk about it but there they, must be somebody that's like tell us why because you guys are listening right now why do you think it's a, why is it good why is this i understand like you don't want terrorism you don't want timothy mcveigh to get unlimited amounts of electricity so that he does the most giant explode like i understand that but like what aspect of like trying to clamp down do you think is better for our society as a whole? I just, I, I want to know. I want to talk about it. I can explain it probably in a rudimentary way that lacks a lot of information. And I'll explain it like this. Lil Luke and Roberto don't get along. We go in, we separate them and we lock up Roberto Jr. He does not know why. We don't care if he knows why. We just want him to do what we want him to do because we want eggs and that's it. And we want to be able to make more of the chickens later on. The chickens are probably sitting there being like, they're coming here and separating us. One chicken's like, they're stealing our children and eating them. And they're like, oh, here they go with egg gate again. Omelet gate. No one's <laughs> stealing your babies and eating them. That's an insane conspiracy theory, chicken. Is it, my, my point is, these people in the deep state, they don't care what you have to say. They don't care what I have to say. They care only that their machine functions in the way they want it to function, like a chicken coop. They wake up in the morning, there's fresh eggs, they get to eat them. In their mind, it's, the machine operates, they get big penthouses, they get to control military power, power over the, all over the world, and they don't want to deal with China pushing back on them. In some instances, they are working with China. I think the reality is the World Economic Forum, Western powers, NATO, Europe, and the US found out that uh, very quickly the Chinese communist method was preferable. So there is a conflict between the West and China, but these WEF elites and many prominent position people in the US politics would prefer a Chinese communist system in the United States. I was just listening to James Lindsay on uh, Josie Redheaded Libertarians uh, X space on last Sunday. And James was explaining like it's come to the point where these terms neo-fascist, communist, neo this, neo, like don't use the word neo, just call it communist. But even then it's like when you really ask these guys that are trying, like, what do you want your new government to be? They're like, you know what? I don't even care as long as my son is on top. They yep. don't. So, it, you know, it's, it's Goblin King at this point. It's just people who use power to gain power and screw everybody else. That's why you see people running through the streets, smashing cars, breaking into stores, stealing whatever they want, because it's raw power time. Yeah. And they're afraid of any institution that would threaten that, like, you know, the traditional family unit 
or nationhood and being proud of your country and being you know bonded to your fellow countrymen they're afraid of those forces so they've sought to suppress them that's why when you have someone like Nayib Bukele or Donald Trump who is a nationalist figure they yell fascism at them and try to use every force they can to cancel them and to silence them because they are scared of those forces because they threaten their power because a family collected with other families could be more powerful and nation can be more powerful than them. And that's that's scary to them. What do you think of Nayib Bukele, the president oh, of El Salvador? I think he's Salvador? a hero. I think he has saved his country. Absolutely. I mean, he single handedly wiped out the most satanic gangs in the Western Hemisphere in one foul swoop. And now El Salvador is becoming a wonderful place to live again. It's a safe place to live. Businesses are going there. It's incredible. What did he do with the car cartels? Is that what they were? What did he do? Jail. Like, yeah, when was it? Them what, all up. what I, I saw like three, four weeks ago, they, they they mobilized like their their military and like surrounded a bunch of stuff. Was that what you're talking about? Like in one in one moment, he had them all taken or something? Yeah, they've had a couple mass operations where they've gone and got these gangsters. Um, but yeah, he's locked them up. And, you know, you hear folks in the Western media complain about due process and things like that. But when you have a country that is so destitute and with such rampant crime, you have to be aggressive and you have to use force in order to restore order. And he has had the guts to do that. A lot of people don't. So maybe so there you think there are people in the United States that have that mentality that they're like, we have to use force because they think it's that bad or they're being led to believe it's that bad. I think so. Yeah. I mean, I don't think we're quite at El where El Salvador was when Naibu Kelly, you know, took power and cleaned it up. But I think we're certainly getting there. And I think when you don't have order, when you have complete chaos, that can, you know, lend itself to mob justice and things like that and, and a strong man. Um, so obviously that's not something that we necessarily want in this country, but if the right individual does it as Naib has done for El Salvador, it can be, you know, it can restore order and it can let your countrymen achieve prosperity again. Had it been chaotic in El Salvador? Oh, yeah. Their murder rate was some of the worst in the Western world. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. And now it's safer than most American cities Which, in El Salvador. Like in, in, within over the course of like a year? Yes. Jeez. Yeah, it's incredible. Like I said, I was hanging out at, uh, I was at MGM <clears throat> a couple months ago. Playing poker, of all things. And there was a dude who, you know, you, when you're there, you're hanging out, you're talking to people. He mentioned that uh, he was leaving soon. And I was like, I was like, oh, you're leaving the States? And he's like, yeah, I'm going to El Salvador. And I was like, oh, really? And he's like, I'm from there, but my family left, but now we're going back. And then I was like, oh, wow, why? And he's like, oh, it's, it got really better, really good. Now it's safe. Yeah. Crazy. People who had left the country to move to the United States now want to go back. Also, people complain about him being, you know, a dictator and things like that. CNN, MSNBC, all those folks. But he's actually totally wiped out corruption in his country. He's limited government more than any Republican president in recent memory. He's totally shrunk, you know, all of the power that the legislature was abusing. And he's really kind of just wiped out the swamp in many ways. Is he like uh, he was elected? Mm -hmm. And then so do they, does he have a term limit? I'm actually not sure. Not sure about El Salvador. I got that kind of vibe in New York. I didn't wasn't there in the eighties, but in the, I got to New York in the early two thousands, and by that point, I guess Giuliani had cleaned it up. Like it was right. apparently hell on earth in the eighties, and then Giuliani that guy's financially ruined now. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Well, they I think you know the powers that be don't want you to know 
that you can do what Naibu Kelly did or what Rudy Giuliani did. Like, we don't have to accept this decline or this chaos. We can totally reinstitute order. We just have elites currently that are unwilling to do it because they have no interest in that, right? They love this lawlessness. It lets them kind of do their deep state work with while no one's noticing. And they, it, it oppresses people too, right? It's dehumanizing almost to live in these American cities that are rampant yeah. with crime that are totally deteriorated. They want to keep your spirit down. Yeah. The, you mean the leadership does to yeah, keep you Yeah, elite class. Yes. Yeah, because then your life sucks. If, you're, if your life sucks every day, like you get on, get down to like the street, you go to the shop and then someone's stealing everything and you're like, oh, well, I've got all this money. I'm going to spend it on this food. This guy just took it all for free. It de really de like demoralizes you at a, a deep level after a little while, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you feel like things are beginning to fall apart. Yeah, mm -hmm. and then you're not you're less willing to like work for the system and then make it all work out. Well, it's this. it's 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 also simply this: things get so chaotic, people eventually just say, "For what reason am I risking my health and safety for this?" Right. Yep, I'm gonna just do my own thing, and they give up. Mm -hmm. yeah. They said, "I would rather just plug myself back into the matrix and eat the steak and ignore all the problems." To think that American leadership would let that happen. Just because, like, I, I, I want to think that they're overwhelmed and they can't stop it or they feel incapable. Well, not that they want it to happen so that they can strike with their with their Patriot Act, but... But, like, current leadership would want it to happen because if you don't want to go vote, then it'd be easier for them to potentially, you know, get get their person they would like in, in power, in power, if you don't go vote. Do you think that the U.S. has, like, become, like, a political autocracy? Do you feel that way? I, I, I don't know. It's a good question. Here's a question Unipartie, for you. party, you mean? I don't know. Here, here's, here's a question for you. There's a lot of people who are saying that we live in a simulation. A lot of these AI guys genuinely believe that we live in a simulation. They've tweeted about it where they're like, base reality, what was, it, what was the tweet? The guy said, base reality happened only one time yeah. mm -hmm. and this mm -hmm. is not it or whatever. What if? He was wondering what, if, if he even existed, ever existed right. in base reality or whatever. That's so what nerds. if humans destroy <laughs> the planet with pollution? Not like the matrix with robots, but like, let's just say that the world becomes crap. It's garbage. There's mass pollution. You struggle to breathe. You're thin and frail. There's no food. It's overpopulated. So everybody pr plugs in to the simulation where you live this life instead. Would you choose to leave this fake reality of comfort knowing that real base reality was horrifying and painful? Oh, why? Why would you? Well, are we able to help base reality from this, but this reality? This is, this is the question about politics in general. It's, it's a sci-fi analogy for... Would you choose to engage in politics? What is it better to be a fisherman than to engage in the politics mm -hmm. of man or whatever? The that, quote was, is? Uh, that was that uh, was from the French Revolution. That was what was his name? The number two guy of the French Revolution. Better to be a poor farmer than to engage in the politics of man. And he's basically saying, just give yeah. in. He's like, I shouldn't have done. And he's like, if I could do it all over again, I wouldn't have got involved. The reason I disagree with that mentality is, let's say mm -hmm. that uh, we'll use the sci-fi analogy of being in a pod in a matrix. Mm -hmm. One day, all of a sudden, you start. You start coughing up blood and you're like, what's happening? I don't know what's going on. And then all of a sudden you go blind in one eye and you're like, you start shrieking and screaming. And then in base reality, there's a guy bludgeoning your pod with a, with a mallet screaming and you can't see it and you can't stop it and you can't do anything about it. That's how I view politics. There are a lot of people like, who cares? Just ignore it. It's like, yes. And then one day a mob shows up and burns down your house and you never saw it coming. You're ill prepared for it. And now you have to suffer the consequences in the worst ways imaginable. And uh, for those that were prepared and built a little bunker with beans or something, they escaped long before it happened. Or has or, a strong community. That's a or has a strong community. But though, right, those who prepared for the catastrophe before it happened are probably going to be okay. Like if a zombie apocalypse were to break out 
And they're a group of people that were warning of it happening and they built big walls around their neighborhood and stocked up on supplies for 30 years. When that happens, there are going to be people screaming, let us in. And they're going to be like, nope. But the thing about simulation theory is that you can impact base reality from the simulation. So, no. yeah, you could you could fight the, the, the AI in the simulation and destroy its ability to function in the simulation. That's, that, that's like a weird thing you made up, dude. I don't think so. If you were if you like if you're in like when you play Skyrim, can you while playing on PlayStation, alter the code and change well, what the AI does. What happens in Skyrim is affecting me in reality. Like I get angry if the dragon kills my guy in Skyrim. So yeah, and nothing else. You can affect politics without paying attention to politics. You playing that video game have no impact on the outside world other than just you playing the video game. But you understand what I mean? Like you don't need to be in, you don't need to be engaged in politics to influence politics. Like you can have no idea what's going on, but make the best song on earth and everyone just votes right, but that has nothing to do with base reality or whatever. If base reality is the I, I, see what I see what you're saying about engaging in culture in ways that are not political. Yeah. So but, but you have to like rich men north of Richmond. I, 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 I assume that if I sat down with Oliver Anthony, he's going to be able to, he will have a conversation about politics. Clearly, he knows what's going on for him to write a song about what's going on. So he's in the fray. He's not hiding from it. Otherwise, he'd have written some weird love song or he'd write a song about his truck and his dog on his way to work. <laughs> I hope he has here. those. I hope he has them. It probably does. <laughs> yeah, That's country does. 101, right? <laughs> yeah. But so like, would you see from in the Matrix, like Morpheus went in and was like, hey, Neo, snap out of it. And so he went into the Matrix to alter base reality from within the matrix so if you could go be like a matrix warrior and just be in this like fantasy land and still somehow impact people that's like the life of an artist maybe where you don't even touch politics but you have to i mean here's here's the funny thing taylor swift one of the most politically influential personalities in the world she wrote that song about how everyone should be gay or whatever and you shouldn't be <laughs> mad about it i'm exaggerating a little bit but uh, what is it called? You need to, you need to calm down or something. Yeah, yeah, And like uh -huh. in the song, it just caricaturizes and insults people on the right who are, you know, opposed to gay marriage and things like that. So she's influ influenced a massive generation of young kids to agree with her because they're fanatics. Mm -hmm. And then if they do pl unplug, they've already got that brainwash from with that they learned while they were in the simulation. So I'm kind of a simulation warrior personally. I love being simulation in, warrior. Yeah, I like being in the game. I like being part of the fun and kind of tweaking people's subconscious without overtly displaying the data. I found that to be very effective for for many years. But I also it's important to snap out of it. It's dark and dirty, but somebody's got to do it. You know, it'll be really funny. Just like one day Ian wakes up and he's in a Neuralink simulation, <laughs> and they were like, the whole purpose of the simulation, Ian, was that you didn't believe in God. And so we ran this, you know, 50 year, 50 year life existence for you to hear the arguments. And wow, the, I didn't as soon believe as, in God when I was little. And now I do. That's so weird. And then you wake up and you're like, what happened? And they're like, you believe in God and you've, you've defeated simulation. Do you believe in God? Yes, I what do. You, do. What do you think it is? Well, I think that it is the creator of the universe. I believe that Christ is King and Lord. Like, uh, how did it create? What, like, what do you, how deep do you go on how it creates the universe? I mean, I think that, you know, no one really knows because no one was there. I do believe in the biblical creation story. Um, and I think, you know, if God decided to utilize some sort of cosmic event, perhaps he did so. He said, let there be light and there was light. So maybe it was some sort of massive cosmic event, a big bang, something like that. Who knows? Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't think that 
all of this you look at the intricacies of nature how ordered and organized everything is i don't think it came from nothing or yeah. was accidental yeah i want like there's no time the time scale i don't think there's time in relative to god so like all these like you might think some some meteor coming is just like some random occurrence but i feel like he it he whatever sets things in motion that might take hundreds of millions or billions of years to arrive and then but it's all part of this like plan Planned, like yeah and and so maybe that's why I'm thinking about this. this I want to show this uh, this comic. I love this comic. It's so good. So uh, for those that are just listening, I'll have to explain it. It says silica gel. Do not eat. And the guy goes, those silica gel industry big shots can't tell me what to do. And then he throws it in his mouth. The next one is a picture of him with a weird cap on his head and wires, and he's shocked. And two scientists then say, congratulations, you've escaped the simulation. That's the red Welcome pole, to the real world. <laughs> do not eat silica gel, please. If it says don't eat it, don't eat it. But that's just a, it's a really funny comic. I don't know, yeah, I don't know why this guy th thought of it. It was just hilarious. What would you do, Tim, if you were, if you found out you were in a simulation, if Morpheus came to you and offered you? That's a tough question. Uh, I'd ask for information on base reality and I'd ask for information on what the simulation is and why it exists and whatever. I wouldn't make the immediate assumption that the existence of a simulation and us in it is a bad thing. Depends on if we are base reality beings that are plugged into a simulation or AI generated simulated beings, in which case we can't leave the simulation anyway. But if it was a matrix type scenario and a guy like Morpheus came to me and said, you can take the blue pill or you can take the red pill. I'd be like, well, you got to tell me what's going on out there first. Like, I, I know what's going on here. This is an existence I comprehend and understand. You tell me I take this pill and I go somewhere else. Explain to me what that's what somewhere I else think is. Alex Jones did on Joe Rogan's podcast. Uh, interdimensional space aliens man it's the DMT. it's the machine elves they're bouncing they're coiling in and out infinitely didn't he say like interdimensional like so it was like a song vampires or something like that is no? that what he said he did say there were demons there were evil ones yeah that's uh, he said some more stuff but yeah have you got you ever breakthrough on dmt <laughs> i don't think kingsley has no. ever done dmt <laughs> i haven't really i've never broken through i want to i've like puffed on it in the past but shattering I, the veil yeah what they call it breaking through you know what was it breaking the veil i can imagine like apparently your arms go out and then they go out forever in every direction you your feet go forever like you just see the fractal repetition forever in every in every direction sounds and so, terrifying yeah like it breaks <laughs> reason <laughs> But maybe we need to do that, or humans benefit can benefit from breaking the logical, you know, know three-dimensional Maybe laws. Maybe we are all pieces of the universe experiencing itself. That's it. I do believe I that, like, we, like, because of the fact that we're conscious, we are the, like, the universe's consciousness. Like, your knees aren't conscious, right? Your liver's not conscious. It's your yeah, brain. Yeah, but... So... <clears throat> I don't think we're the end all be all of consciousness. I think we're microscopic and relative to the potential potentials of consciousness. Uh, I mean, I I'm think, not quite sure what you're saying. Uh, human consciousness is extremely small, right? Limited. I mean, like, yeah, you're like, look at a dog's consciousness, a dog's mental state. There is something greater than humans, obviously, or I think mathematically. But uh, I wonder if the next phase of of life is going to be AI. So. To use like uh, Marvel as an example, the celestial beings, these, you know, ego is a planet. What happens when humans create nanotechnology and industrialize to the point of automation where you have an AI that can create more of itself? It doesn't need humans anymore to facilitate it. Then the planet becomes a big machine that then absorbs other planets and gets bigger and bigger and becomes this massive, powerful construct or whatever. Yeah, I was thinking Papers a couple of days machine. ago, the AI, oh, what was that? 
paperclip machine. Yeah, oh, that's a great. That's a that's a game you can play yeah, on yeah. the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just. Uh, but I, I was thinking you consume things and then turn them to paperclips. The whole universe is paperclips. <laughs> AI needs us. I think it needs us to propagate, so paperclip it wants machine. us. I can't tell for sure. It might get to a point where it can su- subsist without us. But I feel like it, it's synergistic with humans. AI. Let, let's yeah. hope not. Let's hope not anytime soon. Let's let that. With that simmer well whatever out. happens it'll be long uh, past the time we die so yeah true all right let's go to super sure. chats if you haven't already would you kindly smash that like button subscribe to this channel share the show with your friends it really does help and of course as election season is heating up people are starting to notice that the uh, show isn't appearing anymore on their home pages and they're even having a hard time finding it so sharing it really really does help post it on x post it on facebook or wherever you can and uh, head over to TimCast.com. Click join us. That members only show is coming up in about a half an hour. But let's read. I'm not your guy, friend, says I watched Alan Dershowitz's podcast from yesterday. And he gave a lesson on what the RICO statute is and how it's being abused in Trump's case. I need a Phil yell. <laughs> yes! <laughs> well, there you go. That was worth every penny. Cultural uh, Culture Abduction says good news. North Carolina passed a ban on gender affirming care for minors. Uh, excuse me. What did they what did they ban? Let me let me rephrase this for you. Deal. Good news. North Carolina passed a ban on child sex changes uh, and tra- uh, and biological males competing in, in female sports leagues. This is truly based. Let the leftist tears flow. Love the show and everything y'all do. Yo, choppy, choppy. Had to correct some of that Marxist neo linguistics you were using there, sir. Sorry. Guy buddy friend says, here's a couple bucks just to hear Ian Crow again. This is Roberto <laughs> Jr., by the way. I, l- I love that guy. <laughs> I honestly don't think that's what he sounded like. It would be like, like, <laughs> like... It would go down, and then he'd like try and keep it up, but he's like, he didn't have it. You know? how many, I wonder how many people just turned the TV off. <laughs> All right. Wait, they, they paid for one, not three. You got it. <laughs> Coldy Locked Production says, If DeSantis allows them to take Trump from his state, any chance of him regaining my respect goes with campaign chances. This whole situation will spark a hot conflict. The Dems are going too far. I think they want a hot conflict. I think they th- they feel like they're losing. Trump won the first time and they were surprised it happened. They had to go insane. COVID is the only way they were able to win second time. And now they don't think they're going to win again. They need s- some kind of conflict. Otherwise, they have no path for it. Democrats know if they instigate the violence, they lose. So they need other people to start it. I know that if we stay the course, we get Scott Pressler to ramp up his efforts with 100 new Scott Presslers. If we keep winning in the cultural fronts with things like Sound of Freedom, with Bud Light failing, with Target failing, you know, the, 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 where we're going is inevitable. Liberals, leftists, they're aborting their kids. They're sterilizing their kids. Big uh, business, Disney, is losing hundreds of millions, nearly a billion dollars. Bud Light lost $400 million. Target lost 27% stock value. They're clearly losing in all of the cultural areas. Nothing but good news. So what do they do? They go after Trump because they want you to think you've lost already when you're winning. Don't forget it. Let's go. Big Buddha says, Tim, having to do some searching for your shows, you know, it's election season. Is Trump's indictment the end of the republic as we know it? Seems like an irreversible precedent being set. Rip Roberto Jr. I think that it is indicative of some kind of civil war, as I've stated before. But I think that it can easily be averted if we stay the course in winning the culture war. Culture will then dictate what is permissible. I think the actions Democrats are taking are so extreme, it's going to result in people refusing to vote for Democrats. It doesn't mean they'll vote for Trump. 
It means that they're going to be like, this is crazy. I don't have anything to do with this. It means you're going to come to people and you're going to be like, I, I know Trump is bad, but I mean, look at all the indictments. They're basically getting crazy. Like it's, it's getting out of hand and people are going to be like, geez, you're going to get to the point where people say to the Democrats, just shut up already. I don't care anymore. And then that indifference results in Trump winning. There's no guarantee that Trump does get revenge or fixes anything, but it's a start. We'll see what happens in 2024, because I don't see the Democrats just forgetting if they lose. I certainly don't see Trump supporters just forgetting if they lose either. For the time being, though, I think we're in a decent spot, even if they are going after Trump. So long as Trump plays the right cards, whatever those cards may be. Let's grab some more Super Chats. Grofty says, buck, buck, people. LOL, I'm dumb. Well, that's unfortunate. <laughs> Gabriel William Paul. Hey, Tim, I'm meeting my cousin's husband for the first time tomorrow. He was recently on the cover of a very famous magazine for his company's work with CRISPR technology. Going to be worth billions. Wow. What should I ask him? I don't know. Ian, what do you think we should ask him? Um, oh, can you genetically engineer people so they don't have to breathe or that they can breathe only like every t minutes? You know, can minutes, you or make them see super far? Alter someone's genes slowly over time so that their body slowly changes into something else. Mm. So I'd imagine what you'd have to do is you would have to create DNA with minor changes that don't cause your body to fail. And so what I'm saying is like turn someone's hair, you know, brown again from white or eyes blue from brown or something or, or, or vice versa. How long would it take? And is it possible? I'd imagine they use viruses, you know, they'll like put the new genetics in the virus. I imagine it's possible, but I, but at present technology, I'd ha I have to imagine that it would be like every week you get a new slightly updated virus to alter your genetics, and it would take over seven years to fully change everything. Crazy, huh? But then you're, uh, you know, you, 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 if literally you, not the same person. Would you yeah, guys do exactly. genetic therapy for anything? Sure. I, mean, I heard they can regrow teeth. Oh, hell yeah. Really? Not, yeah, there's like research on them regrowing teeth. Yeah, yes. Crazy. Stem cells, maybe. My teeth need work. I wonder if I could do genetic alterations so my muscles develop faster. And bigger and stronger. Oh, I read something interesting. Um, and people who are listening, let me know what you think. Yeah, I read that you, you drink a protein shake before bed. Okay, I'll do that tonight. <laughs> yeah, so uh, no sugar. And you, it says to aim for like less than 100 calories total. And if you do 30 to 40 grams of protein just before bed, then your body, uh, uh, it causes muscle growth. It, okay. it, it, it awesome. speeds up muscle, muscle, muscle protein, muscle protein synthesis. The protein that I take is uh, Isopure, and it's just protein, so there's no carbs in it. So that helps you monitor your macros a little bit better. You can get that and mix that with water, and it's just the calories from the uh, protein, just whey protein, zero carbs. Doesn't taste great when you mix it with water, but it does dissolve pretty well. Take that right before uh, you go. Yo, to bed. I recommend the Jocko Milk. I'm not saying that's Jocko's, the only way to go. Jock, you know. there's, there's, it's less than one gram of carbs per scoop, 22 grams of protein. And it's got monk fruit sweetener, which is allulose. Oh, yeah, so it's, nice. an, it's not an artificial sweetener. It's a, it's a fruit extract mm -hmm. that tastes sweet, but your body does not uh, process. Right. It just, like sugar. just right. gets rid of it. Jocko Willink you're talking about? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's got his own protein. Uh, because I, we were talking about this before. I bought, I think it's called Gold Standard or something. Mm -hmm. And it's got Splenda in it. It's got sucralose in it. I'm like, ah, it's yeah. gross. Yeah. I don't I don't care about that. I will I will I will eat a block of like you know, Ian's got the naked way. It's yeah. just mm -hmm. pure way. Yeah. Like, give me that, I don't care. But then I looked up, you know, no splenda and the Jocko stuff came up and uh it's got like yeah. seven ingredients or whatever, mm -hmm. and it is the best tasting I've had. 
I yeah. see, I'm looking at a Isopure right now. They've got a vegan stuff too. Taylor Silverman, if you're listening, she's vegan, looking for a good protein. There you Ooh, go. Plant-based. I got to yeah. tell you, man, uh, I do not get enough protein. I was not getting enough protein. It's yeah, crazy. I, I, so I've been skating more and I skate and I get super sore. And then I'm like, man, that kind of sucks. You know, my recovery takes forever. And then I looked up how much protein, a, a, it said a sedentary person on average needs like 40 to 60 grams of protein. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, I'm getting like 30 to 40 per day. That's it. And I'm not sedentary. I skate. Mm -hmm. It's like, no wonder. So I bought the, the protein. Didn't like it. I bought the Jocko protein. Now I have a protein shake within a half an hour of completing the workout. Nice. And almost no recovery time. I wake up the next day feeling yep. like a million bucks. Yeah. The best thing you can do if you, if you notice that like you, you're sore after you exercise and stuff, add a meal. Add a meal and make sure it's a high protein meal. That's the best way to, to, to make sure that your, your soreness goes away as fast as possible. Make sure that your body has the building blocks to repair the muscle damage that you do. Well, so uh, C. Wynn says, casein protein, not whey protein. Why, why is that? Why not whey? Uh, I had a, a whey. Casein's like a slower burn, right? Is I that believe? what it is? I'm not 100% sure the difference between casein and whey. I know whey I had, is, is, um, is from milk usually. So it's yeah. casein, yeah. Is it? I had a, uh, I had a, a choco milk before mm -hmm. bed. And I woke up feeling better than I felt in a very, very long time. Hmm. That was crazy. Yeah, nice. sprang up feeling like a lightning surging. I was like, "Wow, Jocko's the man." Yeah, he's a cool, dude. And and uh, man, impressive. I really love the getting rid of the garbage chemicals out of food yeah. thing that's happening. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if seed oils are bad, but I appreciate anybody getting stuff out of food that shouldn't be there. If I want to eat a steak, I want the ingredients to be steak. We've got the carnivore snacks, jerky ingredients, beef salt. Works for me. You know, I don't even think it needs the salt. I will eat it with just the fat and the beef. Partly why I'm into stem cell meat, because the cow, you don't know what it's been eating its whole life. You don't know all that feces that is passing through it and like all that junk that is involved with that meat. So like grow it in a lab, you know that exactly what's in it, exactly what the life has been for that piece of... Yeah, people are saying casein is slow release, so have that before bed. The Jocko stuff says time to release or something on it, hmm. yeah. but I'll, I'll definitely pick up some casein stuff. Do you do protein shakes? I've done casein powder before and shakes. Usually in the morning, I probably should do it at night. I casein guess. It before sounds bed. Like <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna write that down because I'm gonna order some literally once we wrap. Yeah, dude. Yeah, casein it's just to do with like the digestion time is what it seems like. Really, so like casein takes a longer time, like you may have said, slow burn, and then um, whey protein's pretty quick from what I understand. Hence, like right after workout. Casein comes from the word casein from Latin meaning cheese. Oh, there you go. Yeah. All right, let's grab some more. What do we got? Kurtalingus, that's a good name, says, Tim, several months ago, I saw one of your music videos as a YouTube ad. I was shocked. I can't remember what the song was. The video was animated. What was the song? I can't find it anywhere. The song is called Will of the People. And it's because when we made that music video, we, just, we didn't really think about what we were doing with music. So we just uploaded it to this channel. So if you search YouTube for Timcast Will of the People, you'll find it. And now all of the new music appears on the Timcast Music YouTube channel. And uh, I think someone else actually asked about uh, our, uh, what's going on with them. Oh, here we go. Matthew Schneider says, hey, Tim, when is your next song coming out? Looking forward to it. Let me know if you need an alto saxophone player. I can improvise and play every major scale. Sure. Awesome. I mean, perhaps. Saxophone um, is wicked cool. Yeah, alto too. Yeah, I like saxophone. Um, the next music video is coming out probably very soon. I think in the next couple of weeks. Is that the one we're working on? Yeah. Well, we'll finish shooting it in two weeks, a uh, week and a half, and then I, the post, I think it's going to take about a month in post. Tough to say exactly, but... it's There's stuff being done in the video now, but the, the reason this one's taking a lot longer is because, first, 
at, for the music video, Ian stopped eating and drinking for a couple days, filmed the scene, uh, filmed act three, then started eating and working out, got better, more, you know, filled back out and uh, filmed act two. And now Ian is working out and eating a lot more. And then we'll film act one so that in the music video, he's actually slowly disintegrating and getting weaker and frailer. And man, it was wild. reverse order. I, I didn't eat for a couple of days. I was down to 127 pounds when we shot the end of the thing. And I was miserable. It was like method acting. Like I truly was that miserable character you see in the music video. It's incredible. So the it's going to be it's going to be good. We'll see. Yeah. You know, month and a half. But that, and then and then we already do have the next song after that um, nearing completion. But the music video, I don't know what will be. And then we'll see where we go after that. But we're just, you know, we're chilling with it. I'm not trying to force stuff out. I, I you know, the people, a lot of people are resistant to overtly political songs. And so most of the stuff that we put out is not political. This one is passively political. It has a message. We'll see how much people care. And then I think we're we're getting close to political season and we've got a couple political songs. You can you can write political songs that like people don't really that don't people don't feel like they're being preached at. Like there's a song on right. on the fall of ideals that's literally like I I I I'm kind of nervous to say this cuz the left leftists might get an idea, but it's a very it's very anti-fascist like intentionally specifically says I will not fall uh, I will not fall down to fascist beliefs or whatever. It's like and it's legitimately an anti-fascist song. No one would know because I'm not sitting there being like, you got to do this and you got to do that, blah, 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 you know? So, anyways. yeah, I, I love a million to one. I think it is political in that it's like a David versus Goliath kind of feeling like that, you know, citizen versus this government Goliath thing that you think you can't handle this international government. And like, that's no, kind of what it's about. It. Yeah. And it, that's what I was getting from it today while I was thinking about it, singing about it, kind of. I think the song is basically about people who claim that it's impossible to succeed and anybody who succeeds is the exception, not the rule, when yeah. in reality, that's not true. It's, but it's, it's both true and not true at the same time. The people who succeed are technically the exception because there's very few who succeed, but it's because they chose to succeed. They worked really, really hard and they found their path and they never gave up. The basic idea <laughs> is when they, they did these studies about what is the determining factor in success, they found the only thing that mattered was perseverance. Yeah. That no matter how many times you failed, you kept working at it. And there are people who are wealthy and failed and gave up and they, they're they not successful. And there are people who are poor who never gave up, who became successful. And people who are poor who gave up and lost and people who are rich or per, who had perseverance and became successful. I got kicked out of a band and then I started All That Remains and then I tried out for another band and didn't get it. Both of those bands in the aughts like went on to be very big bands and All That Remains took a couple records to get ourselves off the ground. But like I didn't stop just because I got kicked out of a band. What bands? Do you talk was, about it publicly? Yeah, I was in band. I was in a band called Shadows Fall. And then I tried out for a band called Kill Switch Engage. And uh, this guy Howard Jones got the job for Killswitch. So wow, but those were things, almost in Killswitch. Yeah, I filled. I, I flew out and, and filled in for Killswitch for a month. They called me. They called me in the middle of the night. Adam's like, "Can you get on a plane tomorrow?" And I'm like, "Can you get my dog to DC?" Because at the time I was married and I had my dog, and my ex-wife was in DC, and they they got the dog to DC, and I got on a plane, flew down to California, and did a month of touring with. Killswitch Engage on 24 imagine, hours notice. Imagine if you got kicked out of that band and you were like, and you went to AMC yeah. and applied to be a theater manager instead. Mm -hmm. I mean, the reason all that remains, the reason is all that remain, the reason all that remains is successful is because y'all ain't going to kick me out and then me fail. That was the, re like, I wasn't going to be the guy that failed. 
Like I wasn't going to be like, because there was a bunch of bands from my area that were getting signed and and going off and doing stuff. And I was like, I'm not going to be the dude that gets left behind while all my friends go off and, and, you know, live their dream as, as a rock stars. And, and I just don't do it. I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to stop. I'm going to start another band and, and do it. And, and uh, I was talking about this earlier. I once, uh, I've been homeless several times mm-hmm. and I once lived in a band space that cost a hundred bucks a month. It was literally just a room, probably about twice the size of this. And there was nothing else it was drywall and wood, wood ply board separating you from the other rooms and the, there's a, sh- a single shared bathroom and uh we had uh, uh discarded van seats that we got from the side of the road to sleep on and it was just get just get you out of the weather outside right yeah just keep give you something to have over your head a little yeah. bit of running water i mean mm-hmm. i could have just went and did menial labor or some other nonsense my, there's job, something but. so freeing about that and you can tend to do your i, I do some of my, my best creative work when i'm in those like <clears throat> sparse conditions you know what a lot of it is hey you better do some shit because you ain't got nothing going on. So you, it's motivating to, to go do some stuff. You know, Once we, more freedom too, because like nothing's on the line. So yeah. like you can be risky because you have nothing right. to lose. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Once we get the new space set up, we should do a big show. If yeah. you guys are interested in playing, I, if we can get the band. We can get the band. If I can get everybody in the same place at the same time, yeah. We'll just we'll, we'll do this. Uh, I have a great trick to pull that off. Yeah. I'll offer them money. There you go. There you go. <laughs> dollars, dollars help, dollars help. All right. Think on this says regarding Trump must be guilty of something. Ben Shapiro today said that Trump literally said, look at this classified document. But I thought it was obvious it was an article. T was talking about, is there another instance or is Ben just guilty as Fox in in indicting Trump? It's interesting. It's indicting wrong. Um, I don't know what Ben, ben said. I know that there's an audio recording where Trump is like, he's like, look at this, you know, this story, I could have declassified this, you know, but I didn't. And uh, what people are pointing out is that Trump was talking to reporters, probably pulled up a news, a printout of a news story that said Milley claimed he tried to stop Trump from bombing Iran or something. And that Trump said he should have declassified the story behind it, but they can make the context to whatever they want it to be. That's the manipulation Mm -hmm. and the lies. I'll give you an example of how they manipulate context. The Ron DeSantis campaign took a clip that was that was shot and filmed by Alad Eliyahu, who is a reporter for Timcast. They took that clip and did nothing else and put on it paid for by Ron DeSantis. I then said they tagged the video paid for by Ron DeSantis. DeSantis supporters then put a community note on my video saying advertisements must label as per FEC rules to make it seem like what I was actually saying is that there was a full two minute long ad that included my clip the Timcast clip that Ron DeSantis labeled the whole video on when in fact what I was saying was they posted only our clip with it wasn't an ad. The video was not an ad and they used a, fa- a fact check to alter the context behind it because you couldn't actually watch the video. That's the manipulation. So in terms of uh, what Trump said, it sounds like he picked up a story and said, look at this, you know, look at this right here. It's like, oh, I could have declassified that because he's just speaking in generalities. He's not mm-hmm. saying that was classified. But they use it to claim there he was showing classified documents. It's a manipulation. And they didn't indict Trump over that story, which I think also proves he didn't have the document. They were, they were manipulating what Trump actually That's said. That's not technically one of the indictments? It's not. Oh. He was not indicted on, on, that, on that document. Yep. Sick. Which, is, which again implies yeah. he was literally. So we knew from the first, in the first place that they said the boxes Trump had included, uh, box he had included magazine and newspaper clippings. Then you get this audio and it's like, oh, so was that the newspaper clipping he had? I don't know what he's holding up and saying, look at this. Mm-hmm. They want you to assume. Yeah, yeah. 
Don't get manipulated like that. Ryan Job says pissing off Nintendo with playing pirated SSBB and watching three hours of news entertainment of a place literally on the other side of the planet. Surprisingly, this is a moment where there is nothing I would be more happy to do. Super Smash Brothers. Super Smash Brothers. What's the second B? Battlegrounds? Super Smash Brothers. Brawl. Brawl. Yeah. yeah. Super Smash Brothers Brawl. What, what is that? Is that the new one or? Bro, that's was, old one, right? I think yeah, it's after Melee. So bro yeah, wow. and, and Melee was the best. Yeah, yeah. You know what I really hate about video games? They'll accidentally make a really amazing feature that was a bug. I think with um, oh, yeah. with Melee, it was wave dashing. Yeah, yeah. And then they're like, well, uh -huh. better get rid of that really fun thing that made it a skill yeah. game. Mm -hmm. And then everyone gets mad because it's actually what makes the game fun. If you know BR canceling from Halo Two, yeah, yeah. You used Same to be able thing. to do a, a hit and, and you could cancel the, the, the animation yep. so that you could recover faster and yep. shoot and you yep. kill someone with like it felt it seemed like one motion yeah, yeah there mm -hmm. a bunch of shooter games have reload canceling yep so like so i think this could be a destiny i i don't remember i don't remember i don't know but one of the examples was like the reload animation took a couple seconds but if if right at a certain point when the reload happens you switch weapons the mm -hmm. reload is complete so, and you yep. mm -hmm. stuff like that street the street fighter 2 combos were an accident and people oh, yeah. Were, yeah combos were an accident no i did not know that yeah it was a bug it was a glitch mm. you weren't supposed to be able to string moves together perfectly that would result in uh beating your opponent yeah with no chance to block or wow. break and then people first complained and they were like yo he just did three moves there was no opportunity for me to even do anything and then they were like that that's a feature <laughs> called a combo like a, a, m bison psych i think m bison and ryu had some nasty Bison was supposed to be uh, Balrog. Yeah. Vega was Bison, and uh, Ve uh, no, Bison was Vega, and Vega was Balrog. It was, um, and it was because Mike Tyson's. Uh, yes, it was going to be M Tyson, but they couldn't get his right, so they said M Bison. Instead. And then they Ooh. said, "We're going to sue you anyway." And then they because... moved the name to the bat, the end boss yep. instead of the and boxer. made him Balrog. <laughs> I love that. Let's grab some more super chats. Ryan, uh, Ryan Jeff says, for some reason, for the longest time, I had to go to a different web browser to see the show. I was using a VPN in that browser, but I never had any problem with any other videos at the time. Interesting. No idea. Big Dan T says, I am a circuit clerk in West Virginia. The procedure of this whole GA thing is very strange. The early post of the indictment tells me that the jury was either fixed or did not even matter. Yeah, like, like the yep. grand jury, yeah. They right. said it was an accident, and then the girl said she accidentally hit send instead of save. First, they yeah. said it was a fictitious yeah. document. Then they said it was it was a, a, a sample. Then she said she, the woman accidentally hit send instead of save. Yeah. Uh huh. The bigger the story, sure. the bigger they lie. They say, right? Yeah. A Siri design says the Supreme Court has been oddly quiet lately. Hmm. Interesting. They're out of session, aren't they? Yeah, I, I think. Pauly only... Shortcut says Tim Newsom resuscitates Joe. What if Trump at Mar-a-Lago and Ron arms up with Navy buddies, <laughs> state law enforcement and guard, would you vote for him if Don gives his blessing? <laughs> if Don, Donald Trump goes to Mar-a-Lago and then goes on TV and says, I will surrender when they serve documents to law enforcement in Florida confirming the charges and the time and date of surrender. If Ron DeSantis then says on TV, when asked, uh, Mr. Governor, did you receive the charging documents from Georgia requesting extradition? If Ron goes, we did. I received them and I crumpled them up and threw them in the trash. Next question. Then I'd be like, okay, that guy's, that guy's back on my list. I just don't see him doing something like that. But that, that would be really, really big. Here, here's, what, here's my question with all of this. Let's say Donald Trump goes to Mar-a-Lago. You have to serve people. 
you can't just go on CNN and be like, I, I just like you all to know that I'm suing Phil Labonte and he has to be in court tomorrow. And it's like, but, but what is what? That's not a legal serving of anything. <laughs> like, there's there's no way that's legal. No. So uh, this woman, what's her name? Fanny? Fanny Willis. Fanny Willis. She goes on TV and says they have 10 days to surrender. OK, what she's actually saying is they're the law enforcement of Georgia has to send legal notice to Trump. Where is he? You can't just be like, he's been indicted. He's got 10 days. It's like, what if, what if you're in Alaska? You know what I mean? Like, what if Trump was on vacation in the Bahamas and he comes back in three weeks? He doesn't even know he's been indicted. Yeah, but making a TV show doesn't guarantee they even saw it or anyone no, exactly. even saw it. It's not a legal process to be like, we went on TV and, and exclaimed it. So Trump mm -hmm. should have known better. So let's say Trump goes to Florida and says, I've not seen the documents. I've not seen any charges. I've heard on TV the same thing as everybody else. But legal process, due process requires a legal service. I await that legal service at my home, which I will gladly respond to when I receive. What are they going to do? Georgia is going to send GBI into Florida. They have no jurisdiction there. They can't. They'd have to contact Florida government and say, hey, we have an indictment for Donald Trump. Ron DeSantis could then be like, shove it up your ass. Mm -hmm. If if he does that, then he then I I mean, look, I'm pissed off about the deep state, the, the deep fake thing. But it's not like he can't remedy that in other ways. If he did something like that, I'd be very, very happy. But we will we'll see. We will see. I have no idea. I think Trump will just surrender. I think he's going to go there, but can, I mean, they're, they're going to put him in jail. We'll get the mugshot this time. I'm excited for the T-shirt. I think they're going to I think <laughs> there's a high probability they remand Trump to custody because Jack Smith already made the argument that Trump is a flight risk. So, yeah. so I would not be surprised if they go there and argue to the judge that Donald Trump should not be allowed to leave as he is the most serious flight risk of any candidate and the severity, the RICO charges I have a feeling they say yes. Also, the process is the punishment. They want right. to inflict maximum embarrassment and harassment on these individuals. Rudy Cassone says Kemp is supposed to be a Republican. These are state charges. Why is there no pressure on him to pardon? It's a pardon board in Georgia, not uh, the governor can't just do it. He, the, the governor appoints a pardon board who can then make these decisions or whatever. He but, also unfortunately can't remove the prosecutor because it's a commission that does that as well. I think Georgia is a very, very deeply corrupt state. Mm -hmm. And uh, I have to wonder, maybe the reason Kemp is going after Trump is because he stole the election from Stacey Abrams. That's right. <laughs> what if Stacey Abrams was telling the truth the whole time? Kemp stole the election and then they came to him and said, we will destroy you unless you help Biden win. And then wow. he went, "Uh oh, they were like, Seems we know what likely. you did and how you did it, but we're going to let it slide as long as you do what we want. We'll let you be governor, but Biden wins. Conspiracy theory. Bum, bum, bum. Let's, uh, here we go. There was one about Vivek. What do we have? Christopher Daniels says ninth and 10th Amendment time. It's always it's ninth always, and 10th Amendment yeah. time. <laughs> Promethean Healing says, Tim, have you ever tried raw milk? I tried it a couple of months ago and have been buying it ever since. In fact, I had some earlier today. As did yeah. I. Yeah, it was delicious. You, you said it tasted like cheese, but I think that was yeah. the peach. Yeah, it had like uh, it didn't it didn't it had like a, a cheesy in the back sides of the tongue. It didn't like give me that salty cheese flavor. I, I think that was the peach. Really? So yeah. it was like a raw milk peach jam. So, and uh, so what we did was went to a farm, and I bought pet milk and pet cream. It's not for human consumption, right? And then we ate it. 
Uh, <laughs> uh, we, I put it, I put, uh, it was like one third, uh, one part uh, raw heavy cream, three parts milk, and a tablespoon of farm fresh peach jam. I can only And begin. a scoop of, of naked whey protein. It, I don't think words can do justice how delicious it was, how natural. I, it was like filling and I digested it rapidly. It was so good. And that's just, I mean, the flavor itself was spectacular. Amazing. It's crazy. I, I felt so good. Yeah, indescribable. You know what doesn't go bad too? It just becomes yogurt, which really? is crazy because Cream? pasteurized milk goes bad, just raw milk. Pasteurized mm -hmm. milk goes bad so quickly. Mm -hmm. But raw milk will just turn into yogurt? Mm -hmm. Really? Yep. How do you make it sour thick. cream? I have no idea. Because they're different. I, I, I was in Ukraine and I asked for sour cream with my food and they brought out yogurt and I looked at them like, that's clearly yogurt. Mm -hmm. And then they, they were insistent. There's no difference. Huh. And I was like, I, I, I can tell you that sour cream is, is like, difference. it's like tart. And delicious on everything. And I would not want to put fruit in my sour cream. All right, everybody, if you haven't already, would you smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends, and head over to TimCast.com. Click join us. We need your support as members. As a member, you'll get access to the members-only uncensored show. If you sign up at any level for at least six months, you get access to submitting questions and talking to us live on the air. But if you sign up instantly at least $25 or more, you can instantly submit questions and talk to us in the members only portion of the show. So we do that as a basic screening thing because we're trying to avoid like weirdos, extremists, stalkers and stuff like that. So there has to be some gate. But uh, do that. And you can follow the show at Timcast IRL everywhere. Follow us on Instagram. And um, I think we have I think we're on X somewhere. I think we have clips. You can follow me personally on X or Twitter or whatever at Timcast. Kingsley, do you want to shout anything out? Uh, please follow me at Kingsley Cortez on all the platforms. And then my organization I work for at AM Renew CTR for Center. Please give us a follow as well. Thanks. I am Phil That Remains on X. I am Phil That Remains Official on Instagram. The band is All That Remains. You can check us out on Apple Music, Spotify, Pandora, and the old YouTubes. And of course, you're wondering... Uh how to make sour cream, according to southernliving.com, you need whole milk, cream, and distilled white vinegar or lemon juice. Really? Yeah, and you can vinegar. Go, go find your recipes from there. But I'm when I, when I, when adding I, lactic acid and bacteria to a combination of cream and milk and letting it thicken and sour. Really? Because when I buy sour cream, the ingredients are cultured cream. Is that it? Those things make cultured cream, so that's what they call cultured cream? I think cream? so, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I'd love to make that. Sounds simple. Well, I love sour cream. I'm Ian Crossland. Thanks for coming. Catch you guys later. Bye, Kingsley. Good to see you again. <laughs> Good to see Bye, you. Bye, everyone. And I am Surge.com. I am now on X. It changed on my phone. I'll call it X now. They got you. Yeah, finally. <laughs> um, yeah, argue with me on there. I just hit 10,000 people, which is crazy. I don't know why that I have 10,000 people to follow me. I don't really say much. But yeah, cheers. We will see you all over at TimCast.com. Thanks for hanging out. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.